11 o'clock comics episode 176 <laughs> it's captain bicentennial battles all over again what else 1976 was a great year uh, uh, I don't know, I spent most of, uh, I spent most of my parents shitting in my diaper, and, uh, <laughs> again, uh, pretty good. Uh, I, 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 an awesome book that takes place in 1976, if you ever have a chance to read it, is, uh, George Colasconos, uh, his, uh, King Suckerman invent. Suckerman. It's King Suckerman, even though it is a, it's a hard world crime I, book, okay. I, uh, I would love that. No, I, I think you love it because it's more about the uh, the culture of Washington D.C. You know, I think we should do a cross cultural team up and get the King Buckerman and uh, the Japanese the Japanese rape man together. That'd be an awesome cop. I know. You can't disparage. I'm about a third of the way through with it, and it's fucking awesome. It is, and, and that's how I would describe it. Fucking yeah. awesome. Well, there yeah. You there you go. I know. Yeah. Jason, hi, buddy. What's going on, my friend? I could not wait to talk to you, Rubes, tonight. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, know. Oh, week, I wish you could give a, a little cyber hug to our, our man, Dap. I know. Instead of rough COVID. Cyber hug. How you feeling, boo? Uh, better now. Yeah. More better. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah a little bit of drinky I mean, drink in you? A little bit of drinky drink. Had some dinner. Picked up my car. Picked up my baby. And, and, uh, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm. You, just you guys missed it. Bye, man. I was sexing up the baby before you guys got on. Yeah, that's true. Were, really? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, turning butter. Love it. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she, actually, though, Jason, she, she, she wants to let you know that. Irene's got nothing on her. Ain't no hurricane gonna keep her man away from NYCC. Ain't uh, no mountain high enough. Okay, that's, that's enough of that. She almost, she almost was a little offended. It's like, now how, how am I gonna, how am I gonna let that happen? Ain't no way I can do that. So wow, there you go. that's Honest love, woman. And we love you because that's this it. is Eleven O'clock Comics episode one hundred seventy-six, and I. Um, in the words of my beautiful friend Julian, am Vince Bizzle. The Vince Bizzle? <laughs> I'm Vince Bizzle. Yep. That's that's terrible. I love uh, it. I'm, I love it. I'm I'm Christopher Eastman. Yeah, I'm I'm David Price. And I'm Mordecai the Blue Jay. You know this. Oh. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> what? You're the lovable and young Jason Wood. Everybody, Jason's in the house. And as always, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you don't have to pay retail for your funny books. If you want to make a break from a, a nasty-ass comic shop that's not treating you well, or you just want to explore you know, getting your books delivered right to your door, Discount Comic Book Service has everything you need at prices you just can't ignore, 35 to 75% off your favorite books and uh Firma, but uh, usually I drop a little bit of uh, knowledge as to what's on sale, but uh, we're in between order forms. 
the newer phones oh, yeah, not up, yeah. so I can't go, tell go, you. But go, go get go get the Wallywood Artist Edition. Yeah, rest assured, they have lots of good stuff, cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And have you guys deep. got Have you guys gotten your your Simonson Thor uh, Artist Edition yet? I didn't order it. I didn't order it either. <sighs> so awesome. I did. it's uh, I, I, I'm oh. struggling with the price point. I mean, I I yeah, I just because yeah. dude. Like, awesome. I just don't know how often I would look at it. I just don't know how often I would look at it, though. Like, I don't... Well, I just don't... Although, I, I probably could have used it this past weekend in the basement as I wrapped around from, from place yeah, to place. Yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> out of here. Do you know what? That makes me think of Marvel using Kirby's original art to sop up a leak. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah no, but oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, oops. I'm, I'm disappointed well, that you didn't react to my being Mordecai the Blue Jay. That's, I thought that would be for you. You're not Mordecai the Blue Jay, though. It's it's yeah, but you didn't even acknowledge that. I, I mean, I'm sorry. It was for you. Oh, you, you let him down, man. I, I did. I'm sorry. Just start her off with a downer. I've been loving the regular show. I love that fucking cartoon. Really? <laughs> See now, you you like regular show, but you yeah, don't like Adventure Time. Uh, Adventure Time. And, yeah, uh, I know. It's weird, right? That is that Mordecai is no. That's that's that is such. Uh, it's. It's like it's kind of like Ren and Stimpy light. It's just yeah, I love yeah. humor in the regular show, but I, it, it makes me remember the fun I had watching the original John K. Ren and Stimpy, not when Nickelodeon fucking went in and neutered it. But right, oh but right, it was just. I mean, it, it, Adventure Time regular show. I mean, the Cartoon Network does have when when they have their act Shit, together. Yeah. You you uh, know this. They, they they've got they've got pretty top notch programming. I mean, I enjoyed Mad. <laughs> I listen to him. Listen to him go. Listen to him go. I, He's on a roll. I, I know, but it's I, there's just there's a lot of stuff that I don't always record things that are on. Well, I'm, I'm recording Thundercats, but I don't always record things on Cartoon Network. But if I'm if I'm surfing and and I see something that I'm just I'll just I'll toss the remote off to the side and I'll just sit and watch Cartoon Network for a while. I want to kill somebody at Cartoon Network for the brilliant yet. Very annoying promo for the regular show. Have you ever seen it? It's just... Dude, I uh, love it. That's what made me start watching it. I know, but the kids go around the house going, funny internet videos, and, they, and they'll do all the bits. They'll do all the bits from the... I know. Um, and, and Vinny goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, what are you doing? All week. And it's amazing. See, I'm glad you like regular show. I will get yeah. you into Adventure Time. Adventure Time is great. <laughs> dude, dude, it's so it's brilliant, man. All right. So yeah, fifteen what? minutes or is it half hour? Uh, what? What's fifteen minutes? Adventure or half? Time? No, it's half hour. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Friggin' beautiful, Jesse Monahan. Oh, but anyway, no, you're not. You're Jason Wood, and where are we going with this? Besides down, the, besides down the shitter, yeah. Christopher. Yes. Oh, drink roll call. Christ. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I was reading my Justice League number one. Yay! Go ahead. Um, drink roll call. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> riveting, riveting. One hundred seventy-six episodes. Both podcasts at the same time. Who wrote this drink roll call? Jeff Johns. Right now. Oh. <laughs> All right, Vince. What are you drinking? I'm drinking as here. Jesus. 
I'm drinking the, the, the dumb show or whatever it was. Oh, my God. I almost hate to say what I'm drinking because I love my brother David and I don't want to add insult to injury, but I'm drinking a hurricane. Unheard of. <laughs> well, you had problems uh, Daddy, with that. I was posting a picture on uh, Twitter of, of the hurricane. It was brilliant, wasn't it? He changed his, his uh, Facebook yeah. avatar to a hurricane uh, label. That's nice. <laughs> So I heard. Oh God, um, Jason, how about you? Uh, it's funny. I too am drinking Hurricane malt liquor. Oh Where no way! You are not. No, I'm not. I'm, oh. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm drinking a Blue Moon. Blue oh, Moon. You got a little. Got, got an orange in there. Orange what? Uh, I don't. I wish we had oranges. Or we don't have any yeah. right now, though. Um, but yes, that would be the, then, the right then, way to go about it. Yeah, uh, Blue Moon. It's a uh, it's a unfiltered wheat beer, right? Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's like yeah. a, almost like a white, like a Belgian beer. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, un, a unfiltered you know Belgian. Um, a lot of citrus notes in it, and uh, a lot of people will put like an an orange slice or hmm. or you know, put a um, a wheel of orange on the side of the glass to kind of bring out the Look at the that. citrus notes in it. It's a it's a nice to little, quote, nice little beer. to quote Melville. It's perfect. I don't put anything in my beer besides my tongue. Sorry. David, how about you? I'm not drinking a hurricane, but I realize that TNT is taking pity on their viewers and, are, and, are, and they're playing Twister right now, so that's that's nice. I'm drinking the uh, <laughs> same thing I uh, I drank last was it last week Redwood Creek Merlot. Merlot, excellent. The Merlot. Uh, I'm having uh, kind of my resident comfort beer um, these days. It's the uh, Domaine du Page uh, French Country Ale from Two Brothers Brewing here in uh, Warrenville, Illinois, just on the on the south side. So it's my my favorite food beer, but uh, it's actually just kind of a a nice uh, nice French Country Ale. So, oh. Oh, oh, wee. Wee. oh <laughs> and it's I tell you what, it's I thought I thought that summer was over, but it is hot as balls in Chicago right now. <laughs> hot as balls. Hot yeah, that's hot. It, it is, is hot. hot. It's like hot as hot, sticky, sweaty balls. Right oh what well, hey, don't be biting me, okay? That's my gig. Sweaty. All right, come on. We got people Shwetty. listening to this. Let, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do, do we it. do. Let's just jump right in. Everybody pretty much is talked this to death, but hey, we have two cents too. Uh, of course, how could I have talked this to death and it just came out yesterday? Well, yeah. a bunch of guys jumped on the well, podcast bandwagon early and, and did a bunch of real quickie their thoughts well, hold on, on it. Hold on a second. You're presuming blah, blah, blah. that people listen to those other shows. Very true. Don't wait it is true. I mean, but uh, their, our, their opinion is as valid as ours. Let's be honest. But we're just going to add our two cents to the uh, till and talk about Jeff Johns and Jim Lee and Mr. Scott Williams, Justice League number one. Oh, I thought do, it was, do we uh, not also have to talk about point number five, too? Uh, if you want. Uh, I think we might have to. I thought well, we were going to They kind of go hand in hand. I mean. Okay, we can. We can. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to start with? Well, so you're, well, you're implying that you found, just by your tone, you're implying that you didn't like Flashpoint, but you you liked Justice League? Uh, you, if you're talking to me, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed 
Justice League number one. I didn't think it was groundbreaking or or a landmark uh, statement in superhero comics, but it was enjoyable. I fe- I felt like I got my three ninety nine worth solely on the basis of the art. Uh, but yeah. Flashpoint number five. Um, I don't ever want to read a weepy Batman book ever. That that bullshit <laughs> at the <laughs> end with the dad. Oh, big deal. Oh, here's a note from your daddy. You know Bullshit. I, okay, I had absolutely. I. It's interesting since since um since we were without power and 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 I love the iPad's battery life. I've been actually I've been reading. <laughs> How um, many hours do you get? By the way, ten hours. I, I don't know because I'll, I'll run out. Yeah, I mean because then I'll I'll um I'll usually we we have um. A charger in the car for the USB device. So, oh I mean, yeah, nice. I don't yeah. get any more. Um, it, it lasts a, a real good time, especially if there's no Wi-Fi to pick up. So that's not going to drain any of the battery either. Exactly. Yeah, you got to turn the yeah. Wi-Fi. People don't realize that you got to turn the Wi-Fi off unless you're playing music. Exactly. Um, but I've been reading Crisis on Infinite Earths, and what are you? I have been. I'm, I'm maybe uh, a quarter of the way into it, and and it's been it's been a while since I just sat down and read it. I mean, I've thumbed through it over the years, but I haven't really just read it from start to finish in a good long while. And uh, I... It it makes me wish that to me, Flashpoint felt like Crisis on Infinite Earths. And, and it doesn't, and, and that's fine. I mean, and it might just be that way to me. I just, I don't... It, it's not as heavy as Crisis was. I, I guess it, as I'm reading Flashpoint number five, it, it dawned on me halfway into the issue that it makes sense that um, that Barry is the linchpin for the new 52 because he ushered in the Silver Age. He played a <laughs> big part in... Uh, because he's Jeff John's favorite character. And I thought how it was. And, and he, um, Conceptually, and he, though, I agree with David. No, it's Wally. It's, or, um, um, yeah, it, the Silver Age, you have... Uh, he played a big part in Crisis on Infinite Earth. So it just, it makes sense for Huge Flash part. Also, right. And and so it makes sense for him to, but I mean, what what really killed me by the time I got to the end of the, the fifth issue of Flashpoint, you know, I, the conversation Barry had with his mom, that was fine. I don't know if it needs to go on for so many pages, but it's fine. But then we get to the whole end of it and Barry's like, well, I, I think everything's normal and this is the way it should be. And, it, and it's so obviously to us isn't and it just at that point it almost felt like they tacked on these last few pages to maybe tie it into the new shift right kind of lost it with me with flashpoint five i did the whole flashpoint series there was a lot of really cool moments like i would very much enjoy reading a resistance ongoing with those characters mm-hmm. because if you got grifter leading a team i'm gonna read it and that Canterbury Cricket, very cool. I like that a lot. Um, I, I just think there were nice moments, uh, fleeting moments of coolness, but it just seemed it seemed directionless to me. The whole five issues just yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there, there was a there was a plan, and the plan was to get to the new fifty two, but you had this whole thing about Barry's mother. I don't care about Barry's mother. I don't know Barry's mother and and to tell you the truth, I don't even know Barry's mother was dead because I don't yeah, know seriously. Barry all that much. 
I know I'm Wally, still right? Convinced that I, I, I still think that Wally's dad was dead, and then you know that whole Manhunter thing when Millennium was going on. I mean, that's the whole Flash extended family has, has been confusing for a long while. I, I I'm a big fan of Barry more than Wally, but I appreciate Wally. But as far as the extended family of the Flash family, I'm I'm lost. Right, but and I also thought it was incredibly unheroic to risk the fate of an yeah. entire universe on your friggin' mother. Like, and she even tells him, are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Uh, you know, there's there's billions of lives at stake, and you're worrying about me. Who, who kind of like flaked out on his trial to go live with his wife in the future? The same guy. It is. it is the same guy, so, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there's a pattern here. And 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 yeah, also, there's a nice little thematic tie-in with the whole Thomas Wayne and the son and Barry and his mother. I mean, they're basically the same sentiment flipped for each character, right? But I don't know. It just seemed aimless, wandering just willy-nilly. We got some really cool uh, sequences uh, establishing Cyborg as a badass, which is nice. Yeah, but do we need to know that that Vic was a badass? We already kind of knew that. I kind of think. I, I think. Sorry, Tom. I didn't mean to say badass. I didn't. Um, yeah, I did. I think Flashpoint would have worked better as bookends. I don't think it needed five issues. I think if you if you had a first issue and then you had this whole world of Flashpoint and these tie-ins or these these three issue miniseries and then you had issue two, which basically finished off the Flashpoint world and then brought us to 52, that might have made me take it in a little bit better. But as far as the five issues, I just, I kind of want that time back. Wait a minute. We got two guys that are being relatively <laughs> quiet I know. Here. I know. You're right. You're right. Well, no, I'm not saying, wait a minute, David, mm -hmm. you're Bogart in the mic. I'm just saying we no, need no, to I hear from, from Jason yeah. and Chris because... I, I agree. Yeah. Regarding... Uh, Flashpoint. 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 Up, I inclusive. Bit, and I didn't read the last issue because I lost interest. See, you poo-pooed me when I said Fear Itself was more enjoyable and, and you made me feel less than human, but you stopped reading it too. <laughs> right, that was mostly Jason, though. I think Jason poo-pooed you more than Chris. Um, he, he did. That, um, yeah, the, those both those statements are true. Okay. Were you guys dying to find out the conclusion to Flashpoint? Were you were you getting up early in the morning and saying, "Here it is, it's Flashpoint Five Day"? I no, gotta find out. no, you're right. But I wasn't. And to be totally honest with you, and uh, I I am not all that crazy to read the end of Fear itself either. It just it, I, it lost me yeah, too. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, right. um, look, I mean, I, I guess I. I for me, it comes down to expectations, and I don't know what anyone else's expectations were for, for Flashpoint. I do remember that when it was being solicited, there was almost no interest in it. I mean, nobody was interested in Flashpoint. Um, nobody knew what it was. People were like, who wants a Flash event? I've never been a huge Flash fan. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't on board with the whole original John's Flash run, so which seemingly made John's his career as well as, you know, I think established Flash as a popular character for Bucky. And it was great. It was really good. Yeah, I didn't read it though, so I have no I have no ties to it. But I will say that I guess I'm just seeing this one differently than a lot of people because it seems like your 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 perspectives more echo the sentiment I've seen on the message boards today um, as well. But for me, it was exactly what I expected it to be, and so from that perspective, I think they they executed what they intended to execute. I mean, like 
as soon as we heard about the reboot, I immediately said to myself, okay, Flashpoint is the transition book for not. to end, end the old and bring in the new. Mm-hmm. And somehow, somehow they're going to do that, you know? And that's what they did. I right. mean, that, that's ultimately what they did. They told a story involving the Flash, which obviously is because, as you said, it's, Flash is always involved in all of these big crisis type events. Um, and, uh, you know, it basically sets a... We knew that after we saw the 52 solicits for the new number ones, we knew that there was a range of things. There were titles that seemingly were completely different from anything we knew in the past, and then there were lots of titles that were seemingly... Uh, very similar to what we just had, and then there was a lot of stuff in between. So I knew that if there were going to be one of two ways they could go about it. They could basically say everything that happened up until this point just happened, but it's in another realm, and we're starting fresh as if we never wrote a DC comic before. Or they could find a way to, which they've always done in DC, is having multiverses, create a new multiverse, but make the quote-unquote continuity wants who spent 30 years reading these books not feel like their stories don't matter with, you know, air quotes. And that's really what they did. I thought, I, I thought given the burden of what they probably had to do through editorial for this book, they did exactly what they needed to. They told a story that was not altogether surprising but made sense, I thought, from beginning to end. Um, they had little vignettes that created a pretty rich elseworld that I, I think were interesting during the, the journey. And then at the end, they wrapped it up uh, and pretty clearly established, yes, you're about to read books. Some will be very familiar with what you've been reading. Some will be completely different, and here's why. And it's completely plausible relative to DC's history. I mean, DC has that's, – that's one of the major things, I think, that separates DC and Marvel is that DC's always had, well, at least since Crisis, the notion of parallel universes, coincident, that they interact a lot more than the Marvel parallel universes, that it's a big part of what makes DC DC – and so, I don't know, maybe just because I'm not as much of a DC guy in, in my past, I, I'm, I seem to be much less critical of the way they did this. I mean, I, I just thought it was a relatively by-the-numbers execution that got them from point A to point B. Right, so. but, okay, if, if, if Flashpoint is what you uh, perceive it to be, a transitioning point from the old DC universe to this new DC universe, wouldn't yeah. you think that the writer in charge of making that transition would try and encapsulate the entirety of the DCU in some form. I mean, if, if what's on the page is to be believed, the DC universe is nothing but Batman. Batman, Flash, and Green Lantern. Yeah, be, be, well. because, because, I mean, this huge series that is going to breach the wall into this new universe ends with Batman crying. Yeah, I mean, not you know, not not a not a old universe, baby. The, not the, not you know, not not. I was looking around the yeah. the uh, the Batcave for the crying Sicilian in the corner, looking at the garbage. I think at that point your focus has to be, and I think it should be, not on how you wrap up w- what you've done. It's more about creating what you're gonna do. Um, yeah, I mean. But this there's no indication John, look, of John, that. John's John's is not subtle, right? I mean, there he is. Oh, even no, even when he, I think I think I think a little bit of the luster of John's. You know, there was a time there where everyone was like, John's the best writer in comics, blah blah blah. I think that's kind of you know, it's th- those. You can't stay at the top of that mount for long, you know, because of reasons. So he's been off that now. I think he's still, you know, there's still I'm sure many John supporters, but there 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 are a fair amount of there are more critics out there than there were, say, two years ago. Um, but I will say, even at his even at his finest, I don't know that he's subtle, you know? And so, right. to me, this red light, John's is very unsubtle, superhero-y riff on the butterfly effect. And 
And with that in mind, I think that it could be a story that didn't have to involve. Because if you start having these splash pages where you show all the heroes and the and the villains and all the world and little vignettes of what's happening to them and what's different, well, then it starts feeling a lot like another crisis. And honestly, I mean, we're pretty crisis out, aren't we? I mean, yeah. we've had a bunch and lately. It, I mean, see, that, that I did not like... That two page spread you're talking about with the flash running and yeah. they showed they showed so uh swamp I was confused as hell. Right. No, but they showed exactly they showed the, the three timelines. I was confusing because it made me think, okay, so does that mean that of the fifty two books we saw, does that mean actually that the there's gonna be a Wildstorm universe, there's gonna be a No, no, uh, no. That means they're incorporating the Vertigo, the Wildstorm and the D C universe into one big universe. Yeah, no, I gathered that after I thought about it for a second, but at first I was <laughs> Except, except like, within the announcement of JSA, which is going to be on Earth 2. But see, the Earth thing that two, ticked right? me off about that splash page was the chick with the hood. And, yeah. and, and, and we wouldn't know about this if it wasn't for Bleeding Cool and the, the, the preview pages that we're going to see. They already have the escape hatch built in. Yeah. Right. And, see, and, that's, and that's what kind of kills me. Because she she was in jail. I, I thought that I this was going I'm, to I'm be... Well, the, I'm, I'm, I've been reading it. Okay, that, the chick with the hood that, that's presiding over that, that whole scene where the Flash is running and she's and he's talking and she's blah, blah, blah and all that stuff about the three universes. She has the hood on. They, she is in the football stadium when uh, Vic is playing... Uh, Young oh, Vic is she? She's on the bleachers. She shows up in oh, Animal Man. She shows up in a bunch of. They they says she's going to be popping up in a bunch of titles. So I get. Oh. I'm of the opinion that this is their escape clause. Should this new DCU go awry, this being will be. I don't know. Maybe conducting yeah. this as an experiment, and she realizes it's gone wrong. She's going to change everything back. Or we'll I mean, I mean she just seems like this. Like a three year. Flashpoint was has now become a three year miniseries. Yeah, like she's an Anuatu well, type type person that that's could. Interesting. I will tell you this, and again, I, I think we've done a good job of trying to be very positive about the DC reboot as well, and saying let's 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 see it before we you know let's actually get yeah, it yeah. shot before we. But but that with that said, if 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 I mean I'll just come right out and say it, and I, I'm probably not alone here. If they were to do that, like if in a year or a year and a half from now, you know, this has not been the success they hoped it would be, and they sort of feel like they got to pull this plug and use whatever uh, deus ex machina they can to, to, to bring it back to the way it was, I, I then would start being ready to say that that's the end of, we, we've seen it's sort of the, the end yeah. of, of the it's, it's, it's superhero conduct job. The, yeah. 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 And I, I would actually believe that there are people within DC that would contend that, because the one thing I've appreciated about DC in this reboot is, um, the powers that be, when have when have been asked about this thing, um, they, they have, I think they've been very forthright about the fact that this they're fully aware. They're not trying to position this as just something they're doing for creative purposes. I mean, they've been right. very forthright about the fact that this is a bold move. It's risky, and they're doing it because they feel they have to. Not that they just think it's going to be great. Lasting. It's not right. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so what I'm saying is, if you're right, and if they retrenched. I think they too would feel like that's it, and they'd have to start. Re I think the higher ups would then start really thinking about yeah. what business they're in at that point. The, this, so this, I wouldn't be so this is Normandy for them. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think if they retrenched, it would be them deciding, okay, all we this is what we are. We are a niche 
high-end collectible business will 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 cater to that market until it dies out and then we're done i mean so so i i would say that that if we do see that if we do see this 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 trigger pulled like you guys are saying they're setting up for at some point that's the end so none of us want to see that i mean no, we'd no. like to hope that never comes so so, so why so why so why put the escape hatch there uh, well, I guess because you can't take that, you can't take the continuity wonk out of Jeff Johns. He's always got to have a reason to. Yeah. He's, there's always got to be the ability to for him to creatively justify what will be a business decision. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like yeah. I, I, Johns deals with fans. You know, it, it's basically. I mean, you're 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 going on a bomb uh, on on a bomb run, and it's you really kind of have to look at the crew and say, guys, you know, this is going to work or it's not. And you throw the parachutes out the you know out the hatch, <laughs> and and say, okay, it's, it's no, no, you know, nobody's jumping off this bitch. I mean, we're we're in this again. <laughs> Wait, it's out. true. If, 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 I like that uh, analogy. There's this. I mean, it's. I'm thinking maybe because. Two issues of this came out this this month or, or in August, the end of August, and and it's I'm thinking maybe some of this was reworked because a lot of people were saying once they announced the new 52 number ones, once they announced those, maybe as everybody was saying how Flashpoint was the point, you know, it's all moot, you know, who cares because come come September everything's going to be new again. Maybe it was just their way of saying. You know there is a reason for it, and 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 there is a connection, and we don't want mm-hmm. to make Flashpoint just not matter. And it just it it kind of I kind of wanted Flashpoint. I don't know if I wanted Flashpoint to just be self-contained or, or or this is fine. And then you know, and now we have the new Fifty Two, and and I don't want to. And, and like Jason was saying, with you know, we we we've been pretty positive about DC's direction with this, and that's and that's fine. I have no problem promoting and, and, and congratulating them on the new number ones, but as far as Flashpoint or closing the book on this modern age of DC, I mm-hmm. can't I can't really, you know, praise that as much. So I mean I'll, I'll still be fine with the number Fair. ones when we start talking about those. But well, as far as Flashpoint, it just it, it left me flat. Well right. As an epitaph for the D C universe, if that's what it truly was, it's a pretty piss poor example. Exactly. I mean, I, w- I would not want Flashpoint on my tombstone if I was the yeah. DC Universe. Can See, you I imagine? Right. I, it'll be interesting to hear. Well, it, it'll be interesting to hear John talk about this, but I, I took it to be that this was not. See, the reason it's not this grand epitaph is because that's not what they're trying to convey here. They're trying to convey that DC lives on; these characters live on. It's right. Just they're going to be slightly different, which is the reboot. So, there, this wasn't the time for a major epitaph. The time for an epitaph is when they're ready to fold it all in and they want to give all of us guys that have been sitting here for three decades caring about this to send off. It's ultimate mega final crisis. It's, well, it's, when are they uh, going to do that? It's, it's the, 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 the opportunity is gone. Probably never. They're going to do that. Right. I mean, that's the point. Like, all these major crises, we, we got tired of them. Like, that's not what this was about at all. This was about answering the question of how are we going from the DCU that we know right now to DCU that seemingly is similar when it comes to Batman and Green Lantern, but it's fucking totally different when it comes to Teen Titans. Well, this is how. Butterfly. I'm of the mind. I don't even want them to acknowledge that that old DC universe even existed. If you're going to close the trick, that's right. Yeah, right. But if if you're going to close the door, keep the damn thing closed. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you're not going to keep opening it a crack and peeking and see what the old dudes are doing. Forget about it. Just start fresh. That's what the. That's why you need new readers because there's seventy years of mostly boring continuity. 
Well, you to that, that end, Justice League number one did that right, much to many people's chagrin, it seems. But yeah, and that's I mean, what I liked about it because it, it was the first time Batman and Green Lantern and, and Superman are, are meeting. I mean, that, uh, there you go. In, very enjoyable. They never met before that, and, that and issue. For, for that, for that, I commend them. Is it, that as soon as I, as soon as I started reading it, it's like okay, yeah, they're they're serious. This is this is kind of like DC Year One, and it's entry point. The heroes know of each other, but they don't know each other. So we don't have the the fifty, sixty, seventy years of continuity to uh, to to lay back on. And I and I thought that was that was my my favorite part of the book was that it's like okay, yeah, they they're serious. This is a new DC, and then it. You kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> I kind, I, I kind of wish, based on you know the way we have spinoff television shows and things like that, I kind of wish, after reading the first issue, that this was a Batman book, and then after everybody got together, we had a Justice League spinoff book. It, it doesn't feel like just because it says Justice League on the cover, it doesn't. You have a bunch of characters, and we see three of them. In this first issue, and one of them that, we barely see at the end biggest, of the issue. That was my biggest complaint in the entire book: is that this is your flagship book, it is your flagship team book, and we get to see two and a half. Yeah, of the it, it, it should have it. been a flashback with everybody. Maybe, maybe I don't want to say everybody sitting around a table talking about it, but we should have been introduced to all of the characters up front. Here's but another. It, but they're on the cover. If you, yeah, Ooh, exactly. But they're not. On the cover. Look, we don't know you, who these people are on the cover. No one. There's no. There's no labels. There's no captions. We know Superman. We know Batman, and we know Green Lantern. And, and oh come it. on, these these are the iconic characters. characters. Everybody knows who they are. Besides, really? maybe, well, maybe Cyclops. That's what I'm just saying. Maybe Cyborg is is the wild card. You 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 hand this book to anybody and say, who are these characters? They're gonna tell you who they. Come on. Uh, okay. I don't know about that. Hey, if, you, if you're trying to attract new readers. And if in that entire new reader category, uh, would you think that that women are an attractive segment of the the possible reading public out there? There's a woman on the cover. Not for superhero there, comics. You got yeah. a cheerleader in the football scene. No, there you go. You there's I know the path you're trying. I just I know the I know the path you're going about to try and tread down. I just don't buy it. I. I I don't buy that this book. No woman that wants to, that's interested in reading Justice League off the shelf, if they exist right now, that haven't read one before, is going to be like, I cannot believe they didn't put Wonder Woman in the first issue. Oh my God, I'm out. I mean, that's just. I don't think. I think that's insulting. I think when you when people start making, I think that's so insulting to women, as though they have they're so sensitive about the the genitals of the characters that. Because a woman is not in the first issue, they'd be like, "That's just not for me." I, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just no, as no, like if they're no, buying I'm, it, they I'm, it's a superhero book. There's not, there's not a woman in the first issue. There's a cheerleader in the football that's, scene. That's, <laughs> there's a cheerleader that says, "Look, yep. it's like okay, she's we're awesome." Ob we're obviously trying to appeal to a very wide audience here. Little perky little breasts on her. Mm. But anyway, I'm just being me. Uh, what Johns could have done, and it would have been really neat, is, and I, I gotta agree with David, if they started this whole brouhaha up 
with Batman. And we know Batman's penchant for research. And what they could have had him do was scour the DC universe, getting gathering data on. He's done it before, gathering data on all these beings, and then no, and then pull back towards the end and say we have a real problem here. The world is changing, and we got to do something about it. Let's uh, get a little insurance policy against our success and band together. How about it, guys? And there you go. There's your six well, let's, issues. Let's, let's be real. What, what we're really talking about, again, is for good or for bad, this Jeff, the idea to pair Jeff Johns and Jim Lee was a major marketing draw behind the book, right? Well, sure. yep. Jeff Johns loves him or hate him, and I know there's listeners on our show that absolutely think he's highly overrated, and there's people that live and die by Jeff Johns so, and everything in between. So for everyone listening, i got to believe that love him or hate him, Jeff Johns is one of the poster boys of the era that we've sort of been in in superhero storytelling, and he is all about the six-issue arc. Like, that's his thing. So while it's great that we're all surmising that, you know, guys can be able to be more creative in how they tell stories and that, you know, you've got editorial saying, yeah, these guys aren't aren't bird. They don't have to tell four- and six-issue arcs anymore. You can't – I don't think you take that out of Jeff Johns so easily. And if you look at at all of his works, he's often a slow starter out of the gate, like with the first issue. There's usually lots of unanswered questions. And so I think he would probably say you need to judge this when the first five or six issues is over. And I think the fair criticism of that is, well, (laughs) but do you have to be doing it that way this time? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so, is that the right way to get new guys in? Ask your average – TV viewer, and once again, we're yeah. thinking about this uh, as as going after new readers. If that's in fact what they're trying to do, okay. Ask your average uh, TV, you know, pop culture person that's that is now trying this out. Say, you know what? In in five months after about a twenty eight dollar investment, let us know what you think. We'll hook you by then. And that's the thing. It's five months, whereas on TV, on television, it's it's you, you have it within a month because you know, your five your five episodes are within a month. Here you have you have five months and what are you, and, what are you talking about? It's six issues. Oh, sorry, so six. Oh, six, six months. Yeah, it's a you had you had basically half of a fucking pilot episode on this. Yeah, thing. and it's right, and but I, and, and, and not to interrupt, sense. but if it was a pilot episode or say the first reel of a movie. After seeing what you saw in that comic, if translated to a screen, would you get up out of your seat? I don't think so. I wouldn't get up out of my seat. That's what I'm saying. It was exciting. But am I going to walk out and come back in a month to to, to see the second half, the first part? I don't come, see why come, not. Come October first, am I going to be like, all right, where's where, where's that second issue? I need that second issue of Justice. Right, but isn't that a danger of all comics? I mean that's the that's the, the that's the sequential or the, now, the periodical. So every every, every six months, every six months, aren't you ready for the next Walking Dead trade? I mean, like 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 Clockwork. I mean, there, there oh, yeah. are books that you guys read that that yeah, I can't wait to get that next issue. I mean, I'm like that with Butcher Big. You guys like that with the Walking Dead. I mean, there are books like that where we just we need the next issue now. Right. I. Don't need the next issue of Justice League when I wake up tomorrow morning. Well, here's wow. the paradox, right? The paradox. Yeah, yeah. So what was the, the one? The paradox thing is that you. Want, okay, go ahead, Jason. Well, no, I was going to say confused. the paradox is that people 
the paradox here is that the people that are passionate and talking about this on Twitter today and having shows like us about Attack of the are people that are familiar with Justice League. They're familiar with superhero to- storytelling. They're familiar with sequential books and all that. And, that, and that's obviously a, still a huge part of the of, of the business and, and what they're they're trying to keep. But the flip side is if we're to take them at their word, like this is really their attempt, whether it's the right one or not, to to expand the readership in the new ways, the question I was trying to ask myself in reading it was to I was I read it once just as I would any comic, just see what like I, Jason Wood, the the comic book reader, think. <laughs> but that no, you know, like just my own personal reaction no, to the book. I like the was. I like the I, Jason, I, Jason Wood. Wood. <laughs> I right, right, right. Then, but then I thought I read it again, thinking, and this is just how do you do this? But I, I said, if I was that, if I was my cousin who is read a few comics on his you know iPad, but isn't really into it, if he downloaded it because he heard the hype, but he had no somehow had no idea about the DC characters, except for maybe, you know, he saw them on some underoos when he was younger. Like, what would he think of this issue? Would this be the kind of thing that he's really intrigued to to get that next issue a month later? And I, I, I don't have an answer. Like, I don't, because I'm too, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not that person, so I couldn't, I couldn't, con- I didn't come to any conclusion as to whether or not this did that effectively. So, right. I would love I to d- hear from people yeah, that, that you know, but I don't know how many people would listen to our show that also <laughs> would fit in that category of having never read a superhero comic. Right. So. And if this was a chemical equation, I believe that they nailed the left side with Jim Lee, but the right, I don't think Jeff Johns was the dude to do this. No, I agree with you there. And, and it's yeah. this was this was this was a brave and the bold issue. He's the chief DC anyway. Comics presents that I, this was I know. This, this was a this was a DC team up book, and and it's but, I wish yeah it you're was, right. And it was, and I mean, I kind of, when I, uh, talking about Christ on Infinite Earth, and then when I think about Legends and and, and the, the first issue of the New Justice League post-Detroit era, and you had the new number one, and you had the blah-ha-ha era, and that first issue of Justice League felt like a just, that was big doings when I could peer or, or in this league. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I even thought about yeah. that today with Mar- Morrison, Porter, and, and Dell when they when they came out with yeah. JLA, that that, that felt JLA ever read. And that felt bigger than this. this was Unfortunately, not a, 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 a the, the left side of the equation was not covered. Yeah, in Morrison, Porter, and Dell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so, I, but you know, the, I, 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 I love I, the, the writing though. Yeah, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that DC definitely went with the with the play it safe because you know John's. John's has been their guy for several years, and and Jim Lee, the name still has a lot of cachet. Especially, but that, but, but it, oh, I don't it, think it, there's a I don't think there's a better artist to do a book that that with, 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 no with the goal of trying to get people outside of the the art yeah. form interested. There is no better artist than Jim Lee yeah, because he he's realistic. He's detailed as hell. He doesn't. He's not too expressionistic. He's he's very uh, hit television show friendly. Uh, he'll dazzle you, but he's not going to take chances in like. There, there's not going to be any Keith Giffen Trencher stuff going on he's, in a Jim Lee book. He's Michael Bay. Michael Bay. And right, right. Yeah. You had you, you had the movie tie-in. You have the video game tie-in. It did look like a video game, but you had you had two of DC's big wigs working 
on this book. So it's not like they just gave somebody else to to, right. to, to write or draw this. You had you had right, the, this wasn't the, having uh, Paul Jenkins write uh, Prelude to Schism. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and, and hopefully it'll tie in. But it's and, and and you know and not not for nothing. You had them when they were in New York City. When you had Johns and, and Lee in New York City, and they were handing out pizza to everybody. At least at least they gave them New York style pizza because you know Chris, if they gave him Chicago style. Oh pizza, boy. Too, Two dams heavy. Oh, you gotta, you gotta I didn't. I didn't say it, Chris. I didn't say it. But so, it's. It, I didn't tell him to say I it did, either. I don't think. I mean, it could have been. It. It could have been worse as far as you know the creators involved. But I, because of the creators involved and and where I thought they were going to go with this, I expected something more. I still applaud them for the whole move. I have no problem with the yeah. with the new DC, but I just mm-hmm. I I was left wanting. And and granted. There are only two TC books out this week, so I mean, you know, we'll know more come next Wednesday if if uh, how things look, and we'll talk about them then. But I mean, I just I I, I finished it, and I was just like, this did not this it, it just it wasn't big doings. That that's how I just felt. Right. Well, you know, unlike um, a very uncharacteristically vocal uh, explosion by uh, one of our favorite artists. Uh, on the Twitter, I I don't think it was as bad as you know the death knell of the the modern superhero comic book. I I don't think that people who are immersed in the art form obviously weren't the target. So I'm not saying we shouldn't be the ones judging it, but let's just wait and see how the the layman, uh, yeah embraces it well, that that it, it, it wasn't a failure i enjoyed it so i i lost no money on this you issue, had you know? newspapers write about it you had and and i mean if, if enough of us do uh, as comic fans do like it then maybe it's something we can um we can promote we can tell yeah. other people that are on the fence i mean i know it's not our job but i mean it's yeah what, 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 let I mean, them promote it and, yeah. and there are but, people i mean I've seen people on on Facebook and things like that talk about how you know I saw somebody actually Bill Z Boomer on on, on our forum mentioned somebody on the uh, on the train on his iPad reading mm-hmm. Justice League and it's like the first DC book he's read in like twenty something years so all right in in let's encapsulate yeah, this with got, a little well yeah uh, go ahead no, I, was I was just going to just uh, just go ahead well uh, be, um, you you can go but. Before we do, I think we should encapsulate our thoughts in a little bit of pro and con, quickly, just to quickly. wrap this all up. No, quickly. quickly. I mean, you could. That's the cornerstone of our show. Th- that's what I do. No, but Jason, what were you going to say, and then we'll get back to the the pro and con thing. Well, I was just going to follow on David's point that there are definitely people that this is definitely they have done an effective job of making at least making people outside of the comics uh, ancestral world we live in aware of this stuff because I had. Um, a guy that's uh, one of the well, actually another football guy um, who read comics for years but hadn't read hasn't probably picked up a comic in a decade and uh, he's he emailed me like three or four times with tons of questions that he's just gathered from news articles and magazines and he's going to try a bunch of the new issues just because so it's for no other reason than he just he heard about the reboot and the new Justice League and he remembered Jim Lee from the 90s and he just so he's giving it a try and, and uh, I've had a couple other people guy at work to me just ask me about it. Um, you know, some more out of curiosity, like, hey, I read something about, you know, not really giving no intonation that they plan on reading them. But then others, like my friend at Football Guys, that, that are actually going to try and it may bring them back into comics. So they're, they're, they've gotten the word out. I mean, they, they've set the table for themselves to actually have this 
make a difference, you know. And the question is ultimately, do they have the recipe to do it? And and we won't know that for a time, or, you know. Right. We've only got one issue down of what are going to be, you know, many. So. Okay, I think we basically can all agree that one of the pros was the art, right? I yeah. mean, barring barring the yeah. the uh, the uh, section with the the football stadium, which I thought were two, possibly three weak pages for Jim Lee, very weak. Um, basically, the art is it just it 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 sparkles. It's just beautiful. But that's what Jim Lee does, right? He he he's one of yes. the best in the business. Uh, it the flow was was really nice. He, I think another one of the pros was for someone not experienced in these characters, he, he revealed through clunky dialogue exactly who Batman is. He's crafty. He's, he's very smart. He doesn't have any powers, but you know what? He can pretty much hold his own against those who do, right? Hal Jordan is a bit of a dumbass who notices that <laughs> things combust, combust into fire. Yay, Hal. I mean, that, that's brilliant deduction. Uh, but, I that's the but that's one of the cons for me. I thought the dialogue was incredibly clunky. There was bad <laughs> memo to Batman. Yeah, self Batman. It's like the real yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I like, can do anything. I don't. Yeah. I, I, so so the Hal and this, I, I've I've come to the realization that my Hal ended when Crisis on Infinite Earths and Green Lantern two hundred came out. I mean, I, that I the drunk Hal. Not my Hal, the the, the the Emerald Dawn Hal. Not my Hal, Emerald Twilight. No, I'm. I think from here on out, if you're a Hal Jordan fan, then you know, okay. I well, that, I st- I think that remains to be seen, but I, I understand. Ah, uh, you're all correct, exactly. Go on, Con, take it. Next, uh, well, I, I agree with you on the art. I think that's a pro, um, but that's also not a surprise. Uh, I also agree. I thought the dialogue was was ha- was was hack. Uh, it was it, at times it actually read to me more like uh, one of those scenes you'd see where the superheroes talking in like the hostess ads than it actually did. <laughs> like, uh, damn. You must be the Batman. <laughs> I am the Green Lantern. Yes. What are your power? You know. So it, it did read very much like he was trying way too hard to establish that this is introducing to people that are theoretically have never met these characters before. Um, so that that really didn't work. Um, I'm generally a huge fan of the Getting the Team Together book. Like, I could read an Avengers Assemble arc every year like clockwork and I'd be happy. Like, you you, you know, getting a new team like that, I'm giddy. for. I'm a sucker for those things. So conceptually, like, I, I'm all about the idea of putting the Justice League together. Um, when I read the comic, I didn't I did not have a reaction that a lot of you did with, like, well, where's the rest of the Justice League? So I can't really say that I view that as, a, at least for me, a major criticism. But after hearing some of you bring up the point, I do think if you're talking about making the book better, it could have been cool to at least have had little, even if it's just a, a, a panel or two, little vignettes where you, they show you where these other characters are. Maybe they haven't yet met these other guys, but maybe, you know, they're they're off doing their own little thing, and it's just a, it just illustrates to the readers that, hey, these guys are going to be coming into play at some point down the road, so stay tuned. Um, uh, and the book felt short. Like, I don't know how many pages it actually was, but it felt very short to me. Um, 
So again, if I'm that new reader that's not necessarily familiar with comic books or, or is theoretically not aware of the way that they've been, you know, 20, 22 page, I, I could see someone reading it being like, that's it? Like, that's what my 300 got me? Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would be my major cons is that it felt short. Um, and, you know, I just, I thought that the dialogue was very, very forced. Um, so. I, I kind of, I'm of like mine there. The um, dialogue was not the uh, the high point for me. The art, I don't know if, if the football stadium scenes were, were the weak point for me or during the, the uh, Batman Green Lantern interaction when they were first in the sewer after, uh, after they escaped. The, um, the, I guess when you have um it's it's weird you have uh it i i see i'm i'm oh man it's killing me i i had it when jason was talking and i and i completely lost it but it's <laughs> it's um it's the uh the art is is definitely a high point the writing not so much there was um there just wasn't there wasn't enough there. I, I mean, the cliffhanger with, with, with Superman emerging, yeah, that might that that has me, you know, interested to see what's next. So I mean, I enjoyed that part of the cliffhanger. Uh, seeing, as Jason just pointed out, you know, maybe having. Um, I think what kind of hurt it was the five years ago, and and if if it was, it doesn't have to be right now, but it it doesn't, you know, opening up with with a flashback. Doesn't especially then now I'm I'm kind of looking at at the chinks in the armor when it comes to Flashpoint because if if Flashpoint if if the end of Flashpoint number five is Barry and and, and Bruce in this new fifty two then where where in the timeline uh, uh, just the nerd that I am where in the timeline is this then because if if they're dressed the way they are in this armor the way everybody is in in the new fifty two then um, I'm not sure where the end of Flashpoint number five is, and the up-to-date current modern arc, whenever that happens, of, of the Justice League is, and and it's just I just like I said I just start to see some chinks in the armor there with that. I I kind of just wanted, I guess it is something one I wanted something a little more meatier. I just I didn't feel like I like Jason said with three ninety nine. I mean as, as you're reading it as I'm as I'm scrolling through on the iPad, and I know that you know. Renee will read Kindle books, and and I think a few of us have, have maybe read books via Kindle. And I don't, I have no idea. I've read, I'm reading The Hitchhiker's Guide on my Kindle in the Kindle app, and I have the paper version of the book, and I have no idea what the difference is between the percentage the Kindle app gives you and and how many pages I'd have read in the paper book. So, if if someone is reading a comic book digitally for the first time that hasn't picked up a comic in years, maybe the the speed they read it through won't affect them so much, but for us, I guess, where, where we kind of figure out, you know, are we getting our money's worth? Is it been 22 full pages? Is it 20? Um, you know, little things like that, I guess, we're kind of just looking at, but I yeah. I yeah, kind of wanted more. Do you think the experience was worth... I mean, I, you already answered this, but I, I'll put this... $4? Uh, I do. No. no. See, I, um, I do. Here's, here's, here's some of my cons. Number one, God damn it, they put a fucking double page spread second page with double page spread it doesn't work on an ipad guy okay, wait, wait, wait. that that was it that was my that that that's oh. what I was 
kind of hoping. I wasn't the, the double page spread didn't doesn't bother me as much as Chris, but after being spoiled by the the double feature guys and and four star studios, just just getting to the end of the issue and and seeing you know Jim Lee sketches for Aquaman and Cyborg and things like that, that's that doesn't wow me when it comes to the digital aspect. Yeah, that's. I mean, okay, there's you know there's a tenth of your story is on this splash page that you get to see at a quarter size digitally. It's like woohoo! Um, it does work in the print version though. Well, great. Okay, but you but know, there's this is a beast with two heads. Isn't a big part of the right? But then it's got to you got to figure out a way to make it work for both. those at this point. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, it's called a splash page, and. <laughs> it, it, it was. I've never it seen was, Batman dive before. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, that was really. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. The, Trust you pages. have. You have. Um, you have. And granted, you know. So so fine. It was Batman and Green Lantern for the majority of the issue. You have the the one property that is successful when it comes to film, and then you have the character that they tried to do with film earlier in the year. So I guess it was okay for Jeff Johns to try to give you these two characters initially, but yeah, still, it just it wasn't a Justice League story. But it, it was really smart what they did uh, with the uh, the foe in the early part of this the the book where he shows up and it looks like this you know beast wrapped in rags and stuff but then he took a uh ripped a page out of the one of the most successful film franchises ever and did this transformers riff on this thing and that you could tell exactly that that's what he was shooting for because we know apocalypse How even said it. yeah we know apocalypse uh there's nothing like that in the old apocalypse that you know can is it beast is it man it transforms it's in rags i i chalked up the rags to the fact that maybe the rigors of the boom tube necessitate this thing be wrapped in some kind of protective, I don't know. But I kind of explained that the wrap away early in the book. But when it started Transform, I thought, okay, this is kind of smart. How many people saw Transformers? It, it's going to connect with them on, on some maybe some subconscious level, right? I thought that was pretty smart. I don't know. But I, I also didn't think redesigning the lament configuration. Oh, I'm sorry. The mother box was was a bright idea. You know, it's literally a box. It all blinged out. It's not great. But so there's some smart redesigns in here, and there's some not so smart redesigns. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I mean, you can't win them all. Chris, what were you going to say? You weren't done. Oh. um one of the things that you had talked about several months ago, whenever all of this was beginning, that that resonated with me, and, and I totally agreed with you, Ooh. is that okay. I I think we both wanted them to to move away from the decompressed storytelling yeah. and go to more of a, a Bronze Age style where there was a lot of where there was a lot of dense storytelling. Yes, and. You know, it's one of the things that my, you know, my wife talks about every time that she tries to read a comic is that she gives it back to me and she's like, you know what, they're just, you know, I wanted to like it. There just wasn't a whole lot there. And, and I think that, that a lot of people that aren't used to reading comic books like we are, are going to set this down and go, you know what, just not a whole lot happened. Yeah, and you're right. So the, the, the dense storytelling just wasn't there. And... 
um, whenever you have double page spreads and big action sequences with you know maybe three pieces of dialogue in them. Well, you know what? That's not dense storytelling. You're right. And You're right. Which is again that, that, reinforces that, that, my comment that I don't yeah. think Johns was the right writer for this this initial salvo. I don't. Uh, he's very, like you said, he's very much stuck in the six issue arc. He's he's of the what we should now call the old guard hopefully that that wrote that way for this this ultra decompressed bullshit i i think a nice chunky first issue with really dense you know bronze age storytelling put nine panels on the page tell me a damn story I wish, I mean, completely selfish reasons, because that's what I want to see. But I don't know what, what people who don't read comics want to see. Maybe this is the video game mentality. Mm -hmm. Maybe this will work. Yeah, you know, I, I think if you try and appeal to um, the lowest common denominator, that's the quality of book that you're going to get. And quality, you know, okay, I, <laughs> I felt reading this that they wanted to tap into... Um, Heroes, which is kind of funny. Oh, that stupid show? The, yeah, because, because <laughs> heroes, uh, heroes was trying to copy what comics were doing 40 years ago. So now we're copying a bad copy yeah. and, 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 and using that. Um, like a mimeograph of a mimeograph type of thing? Yeah, yeah. And, and, try, and trying to appeal to the masses. And unfortunately, what I, what I think you get is um, it's going to be like Heroes, if you're not careful, is that it will get people's attention for... A season? For six months or a year, a season, and then it gets bad, and people start making fun of it. So don't try and appeal to the lowest common denominator. You challenge people. And and try and do something smart. Now, let, I mean, let's look back in that with those uh, in the magic mirror of comics history. When did comic books sales wise start to go into the shitter? Um, when they started uh, writing for the trade. No, 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 no. I think. Oh get yeah. Out of here, dude. No, no. no I'm serious. No, no, dude, get the no. fuck out of here, dude. No, trade came about because of the industry was almost <laughs> bankrupt, and trades were a way to save the industry. Yeah, yeah, trade, trade started they bringing. Get, they could get back. archival stuff printed that people would start buying again, and it replaced the back issue market, which is completely the back issue market evaporated pretty much over a two-year period because of the the speculator boom cratering. And there was no what about? I'm, I'm talking about single copy sales, not trades. When when they were pushing three hundred, four hundred thousand copies of the low tier Marvel and DC, well, not so much DC, but the low tier Marvel books were pushing like hundreds of thousands of books, and then they somewhere along the line, I don't know when, maybe the early nineties, mid nineties, when they started to say, hey, you know what, we can write these things to perfectly format a nice size trade paperback. I think I think your 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 memories wait, dude. Trade yeah, came. Trade off. thing is much newer than that, bro. That, that, that trades were not. Nineteen ninety nine. You could not. There were very few things you could buy in trade, and those were those were yeah. specialty items. That was not the business then. Okay, well trade then re it's a recent thing. Last five six years. And and sales yeah, you know, and I, sales I, I, within I, the I, last five six years have gone down the toilet, right? I I, I, I kind of think I, I know. I sales, know. Remember, sales that, came back a little bit. It's yeah. it's the last two three years they started to go back the wrong way again. If you look at sales three, four years okay, ago, I they could, were back. They had I'm come possibly, back from a yeah, bad. 
I'll admit when I'm wrong, but I mean, percept my perception of it when when comics started to go south was when they they decided that hey we can have an ul- ulterior motive in these monthly things and format them to make really nice books later on. Well, you know, I and I love I love the writing for the trade. I don't whenever when <laughs> whenever it serves the story. But it never does. Well, H- no. how do you know that it serves the story? That's not true. There are some. There are fantastic six-issue stories out there that are that I love. There are fantastic twelve-issue stories that make two great trades. What I would like to see, especially for something like the JLA or Justice League, it's not JLA. Um, what I would love to see them go to, and I think it will appeal to new readers, and it also has the benefit of getting people to come back for the next issue. I would love to see them go to two issue stories. Hell yeah, be great. Yeah. That, they, because yeah, it would they, force them to think in a, in a different mindset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh, I'm you, all for yeah. that. Set up issues, resolution issues. Set up resolution. Damn right, up, exactly. And then you know what? You have you have three of those stories. Put them in a trade, or pattern it after a nice, well constructed book. The beginning, the middle, and the end. Three issues. Two, two, I think is is forcing it. May, three would be nice, comfortable, a little bit of breathing room in between. I love the, old, the, the 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 Batman two issue stories that yeah. it was basically the 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 setup to it, and the second issue was Batman figuring it out and saving the day. And you know whether you want to do two issues or three issues, I think that the attention span of me. And I think a lot of other people, a, a great two-issue story, I, I fucking love those. And I understand that a one-shot, especially in 20 pages now, it's, it's hard to write a really dense one-shot story in 20 pages. We, if you're only putting three panels per page, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but to do a two-parter or a three-parter, man, I, I really like that stuff. I think the, the general public would, too. Because yeah. it's it's added value. You're getting you're getting oh. a, a nice. It doesn't even have to be dense. Just a lot of information within you know a, a, a specific amount of pages. Why not? Mm-hmm. They got nothing to lose, really. And you can still build. And, and you can still build a larger mythos around it. I mean, you look at you look at a lot of the the popular TV shows. You know, let's say you know X Files is that you could have you know two episode stories, but then a lot of that stuff feeds into the larger mythos. You can do that, and you know, comics are great about that. Comics have been doing that for decades. So, I'm just so going to say it didn't say, hurt the Marvel say, Universe when they first started. They say Chris <laughs> oh. Claremont should, should be the engineer behind the new Fifty Two. <laughs> no, uh, hey, I w- if it kind of fucking built that company, didn't it? If if I had to pick, I would say Kurt Busiek should be the engineer of the new Fifty Two. Ooh, 52. nice one. Yep. Yeah. If uh, Vince, just to get back your ooh. point about the uh, the sales. Yeah. Uh, were you researching while they were talking? Yeah. You knew he was going to be. Yeah, oh, I love it. Two thousand and one is the nadir for issue sales. It went from in ninety seven they were. 97 Diamond did, there were 100 million copies sold uh, each month, uh, estimate, in 1997. Um, 100 million copies over the year, but it's the combination of the 12 months. Uh, that fell to 67 million copies in 2001, so basically Ooh. five years of pretty dramatic sales declines. From that point on, from 2001 to 2008, we saw 
growth in the single issues sold every year pretty sharply till it got back to about 81 million copies. And then the last three years, it's been down pretty sharply. Just so lining it up with the trade. So in in '98 or uh, in '98 when the industry was had just started to correct, that's there were almost no trade sales. They had 15 million dollars in trade sales. Uh, now trades have gone from 15 million then straight up every year to 78 million. And um, during the Nader trades were still only 20 million bucks. And then basically as trades went from 20 to 70. Comics grew from 66 million copies to 81 million copies. So, you know, there's really not that the trades for the maybe for the long term have done some harm to the issue. But but uh, the reality is that trades basically kept the direct market alive this last decade because it gave them something else to sell. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for the industry, is trade sales uh, leveled off in before right before the recession and are down tremendously this year. So. It looks like that goose is starting to be cooked. And again, I think right. that's less about single issues versus trades, but more about they fucking traded everything, and there's too much stuff out there. And they also I mean, just too much stuff. They also did uh, what they originally did not do, which was price the trade uh, according to what other books of the similar size were were the retail right. cost of it. But now they charge per issue, basically. So I mean yeah. the, the the price of the trade Dude, reflects the price of the single issues. When they were when they started raising comic book prices, I remember all the people were like, "Oh, I'm just going to buy trades." And I I had so many arguments <laughs> saying, "Well, what, you think the yeah. trade prices are going to go up commensurately?" Yeah. Oh, they're not yeah. going to. Yeah. Oh no, that's they want oh, you to buy oh, trades. Yeah. I'm like, no, they're going to raise the prices of trades too. And then sure enough, I mean, why wouldn't they? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right. Do we have anything else to say about Justice League and, and Flashpoint? Um, well, what you, well, let's, I am, let's, let's, let's cap it off with: Would you are you are you planning to buy the next issue? Are you planning to quote unquote finish out the arc, or are you one and done? Definitely done. I'm, uh, I'm getting the next issue. I, I, I don't want to say I'm going to finish the arc out because I have no problem walking away from things that aren't good right. for me. But I will, I will be getting the next issue. Yes. Okay. No. Um, You're done. I, I, uh, um, you know, the, it was pretty standard comics, and I've, I'm much more interested in uh, Swamp Thing and Animal Man. Hell yeah! And the the well, Dark yeah, I mean, Jig. <laughs> I'm not saying just yeah, because I, I want to finish but, this doesn't mean I'm going to read the others. But right, I mean, I am. As far as Justice League, yes, I do want to read the second issue. But of course, I want to yeah. check out Animal Man and, and Supergirl and everything else. Yeah, I, I want to read. I've heard. I've heard from a few people that have read the advanced copies and and a couple of creators that uh, that action by Morrison is pretty special. So hmm. that that is what I'm Morales? looking forward to. Or Morrison that and uh, is that Morrison and Morales or Morrison and Perez? Uh, it's Morrison Perez, isn't it? No, Perez. Just, no, it's Morales. Perez is action. Morales. Okay, so Morales is action. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. As long as Jim Lee's drawing it, I'll keep buying it. So I mean, huh? if if he if he's on the book for the next twenty four issues, yeah, I. Issues. Yeah. Well, I'll keep buying it. Yeah. yeah, um, wow. I uh, I'm I'm of the three. It sounds like I'm closest to David. I'm I'm definitely gonna try the second issue. Um, Jim Lee's art has a lot to do with that, but I'm not a big enough fan of Jim Lee's art that I will stick. 
if if the issue number two is of the same leaves me with the same pacing and dialogue that had one, then I'll be two issues and done. Only because I I I want the Justice League to feel to me like the Avengers feels to me in the Marvel Universe. It should be the most important flagship book where they fight the toughest villains and it's action packed. They're the baddest of the bad and, and, and I need to feel that way. And again, this first issue didn't make me feel that way. So they, they got another month, but Right now, if I had to handicap my answer after next month, I'm leaning to. My gut tells me I'm probably not sticking with the book, but I, I'm hoping to be yeah. pleasantly surprised. And see, month. that's my major pro for this entire issue was uh, John's choice of villain. I'm such a sucker for yeah, Dark Side. Right. Well, I mean, you you put you put Dark Side in the book, but it's not so much Dark Side. It, what if yes. Dark Side off? What's it all? A totally different take on Dark Side. Oh, that's okay. It, see, this is this is the okay. it, it's the promise of what could possibly come if you are establishing your new universe with Dark Side. That tells me that the the chances of the new gods being front and center in this new universe uh, is very high. Well, they have to say where Dark Side came years, from, right? Five years no, ago, man. No, uh, what. Last time I checked, Dan Didio is still running the show over there, and he's not a. He made it and pretty clear after the, yeah. the last debacle that. Fuck him. How many books does Batman really need? How many books is Batman going to have as an ongoing? So now as we many as he can sell. Exactly. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking that the New Gods uh, mythos is going to be pretty pretty prevalent. If I mean, if your big bad of your relaunch is Darkseid, somewhere oh, yeah. along the line, they're going to have to do justice to, to Jack's. New gods, they have to. Yeah. Whether they totally disregard it, and, well, and really, right? I mean, a lot of the conspiracy theorists are saying when we read Superman, we're going to see that it's a very carefully constructed way to take away all the things about Superman that that are owned by the creatives oh, families. And, and yeah, no, they wouldn't do the that rest. to Jack. <laughs> nah, it's not happening. <laughs> they wouldn't do that to Jack. Right. It's not happening. It's not like Jack's family trying to get viewed out there or anything. Dude, if, the, if I, I swear, if they shit on the new gods, I will buy nothing. <laughs> I will buy not, nothing, nothing but the horror books. But no, I mean, looking at the, it's true. L- looking at the sales list for the for September, I'm going down this thing, and I'm thinking, man, it's going to be an expensive month for me, because next week, Action, Animal Man, Batgirl. I want to see how they do that. Detective, Hawk and Dove, Justice League International, friggin' OMAC, woohoo, uh, Stormwatch, which looks really good, and Swamp Thing. I mean the. The, and I'll get the others did digitally because you know I'm not too sure about Batwing, Green Arrow. I really never liked Ollie. Yeah, and and I know they they they've recast him in this, um, kind of like uh, Bill Gates with uh, part Bill Gates but part uh, Tony Stark with his resources and and all that stuff. So maybe uh, local dude Tom Durenick is drawing Men of War. Uh, I don't care about Static Shock, so I probably won't catch that. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it's not so much the memory of Static Shock. It's it's the artist that they have on the book now who can get incredibly sloppy and and oh, and takes a lot of shortcuts. It is John. Ross it is. Right? No, it's McDaniel. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Drawn the art? No, I thought it was John Rossum. No, right. No, he's, no, writing. No, he's writing. He's writing. He's writing. Yeah. But the the artist Scott is Scott McDaniel. 
Oh, you know how I feel about Scott McCann. I know, I know. I mean, Daredevil Tree of Life was the high point, and I feel like Not it's been... A good look. Yeah, it's been all downhill. But I don't want to shit on his work. But I'm looking at this list, and there's at least eight to ten books every week that I'm going to be buying. It's, it's paper form. I don't know. I'm just excited. This is a great time for yeah. for for DC. It, it's it's it the future is is rife with possibilities, and I'm Seriously, so happy I for. Have, I have not been this giddy since since really since, since during Crisis, since during Legends. It's 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 a good time for me to be a DC fan again. I'm I'm digging yeah. it. I Once just, and all, though, this issue has not uh, squelched my enthusiasm for what's to come. Oh no 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 no. no. Yeah. I mean, dude, we'd have to be pretty, I guess, thin-skinned or, or pretty much on the fence of walking away from comics if this was going to be the right. determining factor. Yeah, yeah. For truth, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's our take on Justice. It's our long-winded, let me see how long. I know, right? That, that's right. our one hour and 26-minute take on oh, Justice. Hey, stop it. <laughs> that's right. It's hey. going to be a long episode because i got a lot to cover here. Ask for a refund, people. <laughs> There you go. You know what? I had planned for this week, and I'm, I guess I'm going to just save it for next week. But it's, it's pretty cool. It's not something I, I usually do, but uh, like I said on the Twitter, I've been buying the old Marvel um, uh, silver slash bronze reprints of the monster books. Yeah. And, and, and my entire collecting um, experience was uh, hinged on the fact that the Marvel reprint books were something no one wanted. Like when we used to trade comics way back in the day, we would throw the, the horror reprint books on the stack just to sweeten the pot. You know, I'll give you this Fantastic Four if you throw in, you know, those two monster books and maybe that, that uh, Spider-Man thing, you know. But right. looking looking back... There's a lot of gold in the monster books, not only because they're great stories, but they completely reworked them. They're mm-hmm. com- they're completely recolored. The, the 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 reprint stories are of better quality than the originals. I couldn't believe it. I put them side by side, and I'll I'll talk about it next week. Um, a journey into mystery side by side with the reprint where creatures roam. If I had to pick, I would go with the reprint. The, the art's so much better, yeah, and the, the the coloring is gorgeous. But I don't want to spill the beans next week. That was a long, a long bit of foreshadowing. I'm sorry, but okay. so yeah, that, that's me. As long as some of our reviews. Piss off, Newsman. <laughs> Let's talk about comics other than JLA. Come on, what do you got? Make make it clap, dude. Yes, Chris, what do you got? Anything? I, I, I saw Thor this week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was what good. What do you think? It was good. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. I didn't know we were recording this back in uh, May. Okay. I have. I have. I haven't seen it yet, so don't awful. worry about me. Dude, I haven't even seen it, so don't even try it. It's all good. I thought, I Did thought you, uh, was perfect in it. Natalie who? Portman played a, a, a good uh, a good Jane. I love Natalie so Portman. Hot. A little bit of a crush. So um, hot. Uh, she's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty small. Uh, let me uh, 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 let me know when you get the uh, the hot tub fixed, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I even got that. I got it. Good one. Good one. <laughs> but hey, do you, no, do you, that's uh, why. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman has like pretty much become 
I mean, has she, she has done so many geek like geeky movies, right? It's like yeah. it's unbelievable. But you know, it's it's, it's really per- strange. I think she's a very good actress, and in in the right role, she's she's damn good. I mean, she can make a grown okay. man cry. But I don't know what Lucas did to her. She's freaking horrible oh, in the pre- in the prequels. She's horrible. I mean, it, well, it's like well, the, whole, the whole the whole prequels. I mean, Miss Misery Loves Company. I know, but I mean, if if you're if you take a role on, you're going to try and, and eke out as much emotion as you can. But she was just like they called him Mannequin Skywalker. She was just as wooden as he was. I thought. Yeah, I think that is a testament of how bad George Lucas is at at at, at getting. I agree. Uh, actors to him because okay. almost all of those actors, especially Natalie Portman, but I mean, even like I mean Liam Liam Neeson. I mean, all Jimmy most Smith. of those actors have been in have been um, many other roles where they've Funny. clearly shown their skills. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Jimmy Smith's a great I, I think, actor. I think the only uh, well, aside from Yoda, I think the only actor who actually showed any emotion was Samuel L. Jackson. That's because it's really hard to keep an angry black man down. So, I mean, I'm that's fine. That's he's the same person in every role. Yeah, that's, so that's fine. So, all right. So, so, right. So, so, F you, George Lucas, I'm not, you know. <laughs> hey. But, no, I mean, as far as... If it ain't just, broke, don't fix it. Dude, I just... I. The fact that you even brought up the prequels, it's 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 already harsh in my mellow man. This, this is going, I can't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about fucking it's Anakin. It's not. Or any of that shit. It's how bad it's yeah, gotten. It's so weird home for me because... Hmm? What's that? Oh, I was going to say, I was driving home tonight, and they're bitching about Lucas on sports oh, radio tonight. About adjusting the movies. Yeah. I mean, who no, really I, cares? I you know, say it's it's just weird to have kids because, as much as we make fun of the prequels and stuff, like I mean, as I've said before, for Colin and Jackson, man, like they're humongous Star Wars fans, and that's their view, view of Star Wars. Like they've because seen the, the other Clone movies Wars? and like them, but what's that? Because of the Clone Wars, what? Weep for the yeah, children. because of the yeah, because yeah. of the Clone Wars. I mean, they love Anakin. Not, they, if, if you watch episodes one, two, and three, and then try to watch the next three, the the special effects, even after he's he's done all the the the, the extras and the adding in and things like that, it, it's just they are filmed so differently. So I mean, they're, it doesn't matter what he adds to episodes four, five, and six; they're not going to look as sharp or as crisp as the first three. It's just that the second three are so much better as far as story, as far as acting, as far as the story that was being told. It's it kind of is, it's just so fucking bittersweet. Because, I mean, here's Jason who can share something he loves with his kids, even though it's it's night and day as far as the, the aspects of it. But it, it hurts me to watch. I mean, when Spike runs their marathons and shit like that, and I'm just cruising through the channels, it, it pains me to see... Obi Wan sitting across from 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 hippo dude in a diner and and he's trying to make eye contact with this guy who's telling him about you know who, and it's it just oh it it hurts it hurts seeing those three movies yeah but the, I think the the thing that the uh, New Hope on have uh, over the prequels is uh, soul. There's a lot of soul in those <laughs> yeah, movies, and yeah, but yeah, and the, the 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 first three, you can have as many fancy schmancy CGI special effects as you want. If there's no soul in it, we got but what we also, got. You know, it's that's what you get. So it's it's lightning in the bottle because you, you four, five, and six came out and we loved them, but I mean you've had 
Jurassic Park since then. You've had so many other movies since then. With, with Transformers. Yeah, and, and, and then that was Shut up, Chris. Two and three. No. And it's like, and, and it's, it just, as it would be so great if the people in those movies actually could give life to those movies. But I mean, the, the stories might be cool. It's just that the people playing out that story is, is they're, they're just horrible. I think it says a lot about George Lucas that the, the uh, crowning achievement of his film series was not directed by him. Oh yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Empire yeah. is by far the best. Uh, and, and, and he didn't even, you know, did it, did it piss me off? I don't think I was really angry until I saw the reworked Return of the Jedi, where at the end, when Luke sees the three masters, and you oh, see and they had, they had, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and added Hayden Christensen instead of the old white. I was like, I was, I was heated at that. I point. was kind of hoping he'd make the Ewoks cannibals as they originally intended. That'd be great. Oh, Wookies. Yeah, they were yeah. they were originally supposed to be Wookies, but apparently. Um, They've added, uh, they CGI'd like eyelids on them for the Blu-ray. So oh, they'll oh Jesus, kill me. Um, anybody get their previews? Because there's one thing in here I want to talk about only because it's going to push the shit out of Chris's buttons. Uh, but there's a couple uh, things in here. A good way? No. There's a couple things in here that, that I am looking forward to. Nothing more than, and this is going to make Jason go, what? A book by Terry Moore. What? There you go. Uh, there's a, a thing in here called Terry Moore's How to Draw Number Two Expressions. Now, oh, I thought it was I, How to Draw Number Two. That's kind of great. No, no. Right? How, this is the second <laughs> issue in Terry Moore's How to Draw series. Uh, focusing, focusing on expressions. Now, I, I've been very open in my dislike of his uh, storylines, but I've always said that the man can draw like a son of a bitch, especially emotions, facial features. Uh, and this book is four ninety nine for 24 pages. It is the first thing I'm going to order out of this preview uh, because if he can impart a tenth of his talent on me for four ninety nine, I'm going to jump on it, right? How could you not sure. be, an, be an, art, an artistic type? Uh, the second thing, on page 254... Everybody, please do yourself a huge favor, 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 favor. and pre-order Betrayal on the Planet of the Apes. Or as it's listed well, in the in the previews, April, right? Betrayal on the Planet of the Ape. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey, th nice. Thank you. Did you it's one giant fucking gorilla. It is. But uh, the artist, of course, is our good buddy. Gabriel Hardman, who also co-writes this book with his lovely wife, Karina Bechko. Not Hardma. Not Hardma. Hard man, because he is a hard man up top, especially when drawn apes. And he is doing a four-issue miniseries with his wife for Boom. you got to order this. Awesome. Big you have to what, order this. Uh, what, why do I just think that is such a labor of love for him? Oh, oh, you yeah. know it. I hope he gets paid, but I mean, he could be doing a lot of other stuff. He's, I'm sure Gabriel was like Planet of the Apes. Oh, hell yeah! Well, it really makes sense right now. What with the the uh, rise hitting so hard and and critically acclaimed as it was, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this book. I don't think, aside from oh, yeah. the the '70s, there's never been a better time to be an artist on Planet of the Apes. 
Well, right, and I think I mentioned last week that uh, that uh, Gabe was on uh, Sean's Sean Pryor's PKD Media uh, Black mm-hmm. Box uh, talking about Planet of the Apes, uh, the original movies. Um, and if you listen to that episode, I mean, Gabriel is a humongous Planet of the Apes fan. Like, like in a he's a major, major, major fan, like far beyond most people. So you know, this is definitely a passion project for him. David will appreciate this. The Archie Comics group is bringing back the Red Shield characters. Or I'm sorry, oh Red. Uh, no, I was looking at the Shield. Red the Red Circle characters. Yep. Well, why not? Uh, DC's not doing anything with them. Yeah. The, I was say, did DC give up their rights to that? Ah, uh, the impact that's been dead a while. Yeah, I, I guess the the <laughs> rights have have reverted back. Shield and the Web and things like that a couple of years ago. Well, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, impact? No, it was, no, yeah, it was, it was just a year or two no, ago. Impact, yeah, impact, with the web and very, but, but these are dead and the shield and and this. Yeah, these so, are reprints though, so they're not new uh, stories. Uh, 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 okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're doing a series of three initially, three ninety-six uh, page trade paperbacks. The first one is uh, the Shield, America's first patriotic comic book hero, uh, written by Harry Shorten, art by Irv Novick. Yep. Um, they're doing a Mighty Crusaders trade paperback. Uh, Jerry Siegel on uh, the keyboard, wow. and and the artist was Paul Reinman. But the on keyboards, is that what you? Yeah, <laughs> well, the typewriter at the time. Sorry. Uh, and they're doing oh, and this. This is the one that's jumping right to my two buy list. The Adventures of the Fly, written by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, drawn by Jack Kirby. And uh, if my eyes aren't failing me, the cover looks to be done by Mr. Mike Ruringo. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So, they pulled, so then they pulled the Impact covers for this reprint. I don't know, because I don't have all the Impact ones. But because, I, I okay. don't believe I've ever seen this image before. I think Perobek did uh, The Fly. Yes. On the ongoing, but okay. So all right, so then these are reprints because obviously DC is not done killing the Red Circle. Stuff. <laughs> nice. So that's good. Okay. From Fanagraphics, the second volume of Jacques Tardy's Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc Sec is going nice. to be yeah, and it, this is cool because if you've you've seen the movie, right? Uh, the whole mummy part was mm-hmm. the story f- uh Mummies on Parade which appears in this book. So you had some of the movie was in the first volume and some of the plot lines in the movie will be appearing in this volume. So you need to get it uh not only because it's tardy but if you like the movie and you want to see where all all that stuff came from, bada boom. There you go. Um the uh the um uh adaptation of uh, the prone gunman came out this week. Oh, the um, the uh, gunman lining up his shot. The sniper lining up his shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's from uh, uh, the prone gunman, which was uh, a little uh, novel by um, uh, Manchette, who um, was the uh, was the writer of West Coast Blues. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Patrick yeah. Manchette. Yeah. Yep. And the thing so. that I know is going to push Christopher Niesman's buttons from uh, Boom, I think. I think this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in comic books, and that's saying a real lot. That's saying a lot. Decision 2012 presents oh, no. comic books' first straw poll. 
Make your voice heard. The comic book with the biggest print run wins. Pre-order your candidate's comic before September 29th, 2011. Oh, no. They are having 10 issues. One each for Bachman, Kane, Gingrich, oh, Palin, <laughs> Huntsman, Paulenti, Romney's in there, Rick Santorum, of course, the current uh, criminal, I'm sorry, President, uh, uh, Mr. Obama, and there's one for the guy who's going to win. Well, you said Obama. Ah, Ron Paul. Ron Paul, uh, baby. Ron Paul. Yeah. Oh. My dude. Do, do, do yourself a favor. That, and, uh, that dude. And, yeah, that dude. Do yourself a favor and, uh, and Google Santorum. One of I know. Things. I know, right? <laughs> what yeah. a scumbag. Yeah. But anyway. Do, do not fuck with a very influential radio show host because they will do evil, evil, mean things to you. They'll fist so. you. Uh, have you? Uh, do you know what, what I'm talking about, uh, Jason and, and David? No. R Rick no. Santorum, who is, who is uh, one of the biggest dirtbags on the face of the earth. Um, I agree, buddy. My God, I agree. Uh, wow. Oh, he's, he's terrible. Um, uh, Rick Savage. Uh, is it Rick Savage? Um, from the, the Savage Dan Love? Dan Savage. Dan Savage, sorry. Dan Savage. Yeah. Dan Savage uh, from Savage Love um, created a contest with his listeners on what would be um, uh, a good definition for the word Santorum. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is this is after uh, after Santorum made it pretty um, uh, pretty clear what his what his views on on gay rights and gay marriage and and all that uh, uh, would. So whenever you Google Santorum, the uh, the very the top Google hit that comes up is now a frothy mix of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. <laughs> it's, to Senator it's true. Rick it's true. It's do true. Not, do not fuck with radio hosts, with, with big audiences. But, but get this. It's mind-boggling what, what Boom is trying to do here. Um, this November, Decision 2012. Sure, you, understand. you understand why they're doing it. No, but no, listen, debuts the comic book industry's first drop hole with comic books for all the top candidates in the 2012 presidential race. The decision is in your hands. It's up to you to see who wins. All print runs of each series will be announced this November with the candidate having the highest print run winning this pre-Iowa caucus straw poll. Who's going to land in the front runner spot? Make your pre-order heard, blah, 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 blah. If your candidate's comic book does not get pre-ordered by at least 1,500 copies, then it will not be printed. Well, sure. And, hey, check with your yeah, local retailer. The minimum, the minimum Right, for details on how you can get a copy of the one of the rare 1 in 10 superhero variant covers for all the candidates who make the cut. What the hell are they thinking? I don't Seriously, know. Seriously, I, I, I would be... I, I'm, order, I'm ordering the Michelle Bachman one because I want to read up on that crazy fucking psycho <laughs> nutbag. I'm, I'm getting the Ron Paul one and I'm going to frame the bitch and put it on my wall. There you go. The only dude among all of them who actually gives a shit about the Constitution. Ron Paul. Here Chris, we go. it's no fair if you don't play. You, you got it. You got it. You're not. Just, you got to say I Vince, you're an asshole. And here's why. 
psycho bitch. I'm playing. Well, I got no love for a Bachman either, but I don't mind Ron Paul. I think he's one. The of The clarity of his vision is really hard to ignore. Whenever you start saying saying things like clarity of vision, I get afraid. Dude, it's hard <laughs> to it's hard to argue with a dude who wants to uh, dissolve the Fed. Dissolve. Are we really going to talk about politics for less? No, dis I'm, so, I'm sorry. Dis dissolve income tax. The dude, gun. He wants a gun in the hand of every American. He's speaking my language. Speaking my language. I got nothing else in the previews here, but it looks like it looks to be a very expensive month for comic books. Fucking diamond got. Uh, an another another Kirby verse book coming out. Oh, good. Silver Star. Hey, I know, kill me. You know, I, I was talking about this today or Wednesday at the shop. I sincerely hope that Diamond's kicking something back to the Kirby estate because it, it would be, a, a, especially right now. I'm sure. I'm sure they're loading big bags of fucking money on their doorstep. No, but I mean something for using the characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to keep from the bank. Yeah. Oh. Uh, when's the Kirby or the uh, the Commandy omnibus come out? Mm, I don't know. Next next my, month, my right? Previews, uh, I think so. Isn't it next month? Hopefully, you know I've never read it. Oh Jesus Christ! Never read Commandy. Best comic book ever created. You need to read it. It's not hyperbole. It's not. Everybody says, oh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> Commandy is by far the greatest comic book ever. They should have put World's Greatest Comic Magazine on, on Commandy. Uh, no, I'm serial. Because everybody wants yeah. to read about a long Yeah, you're going to vote it. for Ron Paul, though. So, I mean, Damn right. Twice. The credibility gap here is... Don't. Don't shit on the man. Embrace him. He only I'm wants a, what's best for you. Uh, back to Commandy. I'm. I'm. Why should I like Commandy? <laughs> oh my God! It's no, it's, it's God a Did he It's a twelve-year-old boy's <laughs> dream. Did he just pull a show me on Commandy move. Mm -hmm. Show me. Why, why should I? Why did, should I, I it, it, I'm trying. I'm trying to steer him away from Ron Paul. <laughs> towards the towards the glory of Commandy. Ron Pope, Ron Pope Peel, inventor of the amazing it's, pocket it's, fisherman. Vince is perfect, you know, bright, shiny light. You know, it's like, ooh, Commandy. Ooh. I, I don't have to sell you on Commandy. One look at the double-page spread of Commandy rowing his life raft uh, amidst a flooded New York City. Um, no, with the Statue of Liberty immersed in water behind him. That will convince you that this is the greatest comic book ever. You have talking animal. It's it's like I said. It's a twelve-year-old boy's so it's like dream come true. N well, or which Planet was which was created by Kirby and uh, Alex Toth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's not Thundar. it's not like Thundar. It's, it, no, it's it it is. Oh man, how do I how do you encapsulate Commandy in like twenty minutes? You can't do it. Action out the wahoo, talking animals. Giant bugs. It's it's a post-apocalyptic wonderland. You need to read it. Drawn by the best man ever to put pen to paper for comic books. Why well, I ordered it, so I'm going to read you, it. You will read and you'll say, <clears throat> Vince, I, I can't believe I've waited this long to read this revelation. This four-color revelation is the best thing I've ever read. Vince, can we start our very own Commandy podcast? <laughs> I would. 
know you would. Uh, there would be maybe like three listeners. I would. Tom Cioli, <laughs> me, and, and my mother. But, <laughs> yeah. Your mama. All right. What else we got? Come on. Let's keep going. Oh, uh, real quick, in keeping with in keeping with my uh, weekly Woods catching up on his Regina pile update, um, <laughs> I caught up on uh, Avengers Academy this week. Oh, uh, written uh, written by Christos Gage, um, and uh, I gotta say, man, I uh, I think he's doing a great job. I really do. I I, I thought the uh, I was issues behind, and I think this is a. a you know there are off there are a lot of youth teams that get kind of thrown out there, and I think uh, this is definitely one of the more memorable groups of of, of kids in terms of personalities. You know, they're clearly it, it, these. You know, they're not just uh, an excuse to have you know p- powers that fit in together as a team. I mean, each of them has very very unique uh, personalities, flaws. Their interactions with each other are terrific. Um, I think they're finding a right the right balance of 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 action versus the you know the mentoring that you have to have with with you know Hank Pym and Tigra. It's kind of you know this is the the after Osborne's initiative, the whole thing falls apart. This is kind of the remnants, and these were um, they had actually flagged as being the most potential to become super villains. So they decided to take a, an active hand into steering them in the right direction. So at some point, I'm sure we'll have the, if the series goes on long enough, we'll have the whole nature versus nurture debate of whether these kids can really be safe or not. But, uh, but it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. I, in one of, the, um, one of the arcs that I read, uh, they actually uh, bring back Korvac. So you long-time Avengers fans, oh. it was awesome seeing Korvac oh. back. Yeah, it was real He's cool. He's um, He is. Yeah, definitely. And they, and they, they have to go up against him. And uh, I won't spoil the mechanics of it, but it being a hero book, they, they're, they're victorious. But uh, it was awesome seeing Korvac back, and they tie it into, um, like, Pym's obsession with Wanda and what he had done when when her whole thing went down in the Avengers books. He had done something to her essence. I don't want to. I'm trying to be vague, so I don't spoil. But but you know, he had he had kind of put her off to, to an, another place in the universe, if you will. And they that's that's kind of how Korvac ends up coming back. And uh, um, it's kind of like the first. This is the first time where the the kids have to battle someone really powerful on their own without the advantage of Pym and some of the other Avengers helping them and uh you know they equipped themselves pretty well. So um it was really rocking along and um you know not to not to shit on the um the events thing again but but I was loving every issue of it until we rolled up into uh the fear itself issues. Uh, and then it just became like mm-hmm. it got dragged in because, you know, in fear itself the the raft gets destroyed and uh, all the all the villains escape, so inevitably, of course, they gotta bring the Avengers Academy in to get some of the villains. So it becomes just one of the many Fear Itself tie-in books that that uh, kind of broke out of its groove. But but because you want to end up and and corralling some bad guys, you want some young, inexperienced kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> is, isn't the, that a great uh, way of of showcasing the potential of your cast, having them go up against uh, a threat like Korvac? That's pretty smart. It was cool, dude. And and uh, they 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 do a little thing where they um, they toy around with their ages for a moment. Because um, Korvac is married to the collector's daughter. And she wants out. She wants a divorce, a cosmic divorce. <laughs> How do I, who do you go to for a cosmic divorce? 
Uh, yeah, it's hard, right? That's the issue. So um, she elicits the help of, of the Avengers Academy, and it was cool because they're themselves like, well, how can we stop Korvac? You know, like he's basically a god. And she says, well, you can't stop them in your current state, but there are future selves of you that can stop them. That's pretty and, awesome. Yeah, and then they're like, they're like, well, and the cool thing about this arc, and this is why I think Christos Cage is doing a great job, is these kids aren't supposed to know that they're the the future villains. Like, they're not really supposed to know that. That was never intended. But, of course, being kids, they break in and, and read their own files, and so now they know this. So they're also all, um, a lot of them have some kind of issue with their powers that make them hard to envision a, a future where they can live a normal life. Like, Vale, she, she's kind of like got a Kitty Pride thing going on, but she's, she knows that she's slowly... Uh, becoming discorporeal, dis, dis, dis uh, you know what I mean? She's slowly becoming yeah. non-corporeal. Yes. And, non-corporeal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. She knows that right now, no matter what, they're trying to cure her at all. You know, the Pim and, and other people are always trying to cure her, and they're not successful. So she lives with this burden that at some point she's going to disappear. Um, there's a, a, a girl named Hazmat, and she's kind of like the radioactive man. And so she has to be in a suit. She can't ever get out of the suit. Then there's the guy, this guy Metal, who um, kind of looks like a red colossus. He's 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 metal. And so of course he's got the issue of he can't touch anything, he can't feel. So, you know they have issues, and and being teenagers, it's compounded by by their own. Sounds like a new mute. And what's yeah yeah it is very much like that vibe. But the cool thing about this arc was that um, by showing by the collectors uh, by Korvac's wife showing them their future selves, in a lot of cases their future selves are are successful and they have control of their powers and they're having they're more normal so it makes the kids realize that their fates aren't sealed that and she explains to them that there are you know trillions of alternative futures each decision you make creates a new new reality and so even if in 50% of the realities veil becomes non-corporeal there's lots of realities where she doesn't and so she shouldn't give up and so the kids have kind of renewed hope to have a, a life beyond their their teen years, so it's, it was very very well done. They Smart. fight the uh, Sinister Six, and uh, uh, after that, now I have a question about the Sinister Six. Wait wait wait, Sinister um, the, the Spider Man Sinister Six? Yeah yeah, the Spider Man. Whoa. Six. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now I have a question though about that. Um, it looked to me like the Sinister Six was all the same villains that I expected, um, including Doc Ock. But this looks like a different Doc Ock. Is this no longer? No, he the got ma- majorly fucked up in yeah. In Spidey six hundred. Uh, yeah, he basically so looked this, like he the was same Doc Ock. Yeah, is he all emaciated and real thin and and uh? Yeah, he's like almost like like a, a living corpse. He's like yeah, he's got yeah. like his arms yeah. up, almost like a street jacket. It's almost as if like the 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 octopus arms are like using his living body just as a vessel, like almost you know, like he's not. Yeah, like he's got yeah. like sounds like wires a, plugged into. And his, his 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 face is covered in metal, and he's got like uh, his his head's all bald and like scarred. Yeah. So what happened? Oh, so you you didn't get to that point yet in Amazing uh, in your trade reading? I yeah. Uh, he he takes over uh, Manhattan. Uh, the all the um, electronic the, uh, the devices. West. Yeah, the right there. Uh, oh. May and uh, and 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 Jonah Senior. I was gonna say Nathan. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
but uh no he's 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 like a, a cyber version of doc ock now he's all wired to the net and and uh he what what he huh. lost in physical ability he gained in this sort of pseudo magical ability to control technology it's kind of cool mm-hmm okay yeah i mean i i just wasn't sure because i knew that with the uh they did that spider-man gauntlet thing where they had to fight he fought a bunch of new incarnations of his classic villains right for the most that part yeah yeah. What I'm saying, I wasn't sure if this was a new Doc Ock or if this was the same. No, no, that's, that's him. That's him, brother. Yeah. You mentioned okay. Colossus. Just to go off on a tangent, are you done with Avengers Academy? Because I got a question for you, Jason Wood. Um, yeah. The, well, the only other thing I wanted to say about it is that um, one of the issues I wrote is a point one issue, fourteen point one, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great because it did what point one is supposed to do, what they said it was going to be, which was you know basically get <laughs> someone point. to jump on board. Yeah, and that's what I think it did. But what was cool about it, and I won't get into it in great detail, but but their um, the the premise of the point one issue is they find a guy that was supposed to be part of the team, but ended up not having to join them because he was um, he went into the private sector and was doing a lot of good for humanity. So the, they decided he was no longer at risk. So they go and meet up with him, and he's basically, for all intents and purposes, he's like a young molecule man. He can almost do anything that is he can change the molecular structure or chemical compounds of anything that he thinks of. So, of course, that makes him pretty much like a god. And he takes him around the world showing them all the good that he's doing and the good that other uh, young heroes are doing from the initiative. Instead of being costumed heroes, they're doing good in real life. And he goes into soliloquy about how you know, being in costume and trying to save the world is passe, it's a dead thing, you know, that they're dinosaurs, they're fossils... Uh, it just doesn't work in today's world. And I couldn't help but wonder if Christos Gage was making a little bit of meta-commentary on the state of you know superhero comics and everything. It, it certainly read that way to me. Um, but it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, he, he takes a Moriarty turn, as you might expect, given when you have godlike powers, you're, it's probably pretty hard for you to stay uh, purely altruistic. So, uh, yeah, highly recommended. If people aren't reading the book, because I know there's lots of books out there, I really think this is uh, a lot of fun, really well done. Um, kind of scratches that same itch that you know the runaways did or that young avengers did so i like it a lot mm. no having questions. godlike uh having godlike powers only uh rings true if you're from smallville then you grow up okay but Aww. otherwise yeah it always turns turns to shit okay you mentioned I, colossus what yeah. in the hell yeah. are they doing to colossus i saw an image in the in the damn previews he has juggernaut's helmet and it's he's red. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, Visually, it's horrible. I mean, how did he get that way? Well, it's what's been going on with the fear itself. In, in, uh, it's been going on with yourself, yeah. Oh, geez, I probably bowed out before that happened. Um, oh, well. well, he 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 gets the you know the uh, the crimson bands of Sidorak are um, from Doctor are, Strange uh, are bound now. Not the well, uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's the it is the crimson yeah. bastard, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what. Yeah. Um, they they get bounced when Juggernaut becomes the uh, whatever the hell the name of his thing oh, is, Slugger right, or whatever. Yeah, the hell yeah, 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 yeah. Sluggo. Yeah. So when he becomes in, he he the the the, the basically says, well, you're not our, you know, you're not our champion anymore since you got this other thing going on. So and then Colossus gets, he becomes. Oh, uh, I, well, I mean that. that it's kind of cool, but I mean, the the just the character design not working. Well, yeah, the, the, I don't know. If, I mean, you got to wonder how if that's. I can't see this being anything more than, like, I can't see them maintaining this. Can you? I mean, it's just, no, no, no. 
I, I do like the red because it, it, uh, ushers, uh, memories of the Generation Next Colossus with the red band, uh, the red yeah. bandana around it. So that was cool. But a big ass helmet on Colossus, I just, I did, I did, visually it didn't work for me. But who the hell am I, right? I don't know. You're the man. No, you are the man. far, far I, from uh, that. I, I, I read one of the most misleading crossovers ever. Wow, Whoa. what could this be? I'm asking myself. This, this is written by Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Pencils by Lee Bermejo. Inks Ooh. primarily by Mr. Tim Bradstreet. With special thanks to Peter Guzman and Lee Bermejo. Uh, this is a, um, this is basically a DC Wildstorm crossover. Wow, what's this? This is Batman Deathblow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. wow. And the, re- the reason I, I, I say it's misleading is because I don't think Batman and Deathblow have teamed up in any of the three issues I read. Oh, uh, hilarious. Uh, basically, the, 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 the connection is, uh, is a, um, a pyrotechnic who we start off with uh, Deathblow and his uh, his partner on uh, on this assignment um, thereafter, and it it I mean it's it's a really interest it's a really interesting uh, sort of mystery. Uh, I I didn't um, you know I, I I enjoyed it as a Batman story. I really didn't see a whole lot of Deathblow. And it, it basically just really felt like, like another Batman-type mystery. Uh, the art's fantastic. I like Bermejo's Batman. I, I like the way uh, you know, he draws people wearing clothes. And, and he's, he's got a real, I guess, sense when it comes to um, the weight of, of a person or, or, or of a, something he's drawing. There, there's physics involved, and it's, it's nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad story overall. I, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I mean... I love 100 Bullets, and I'm, you know, first wave notwithstanding, I, I am a Brian Azzarello fan, so there, there's a lot here that, that I enjoyed. Um, the second issue I thought was really good. The third issue, I kind of had to reread because I was a little confused here and there. Um, the way, I guess, Bermejo draws the action, or, I mean, there are sound effects, so you do know what's going on but the way um the way i guess he went from one scene to the next kind of just lost me a little bit but uh you know it it does make sense when when all is said and done it um it goes back and forth from from 10 years ago to to present time and that's pretty much why uh batman and deathblow never i guess team up we'll say uh there's like I said, if, if you're looking for the, those old school crossovers where, where Superman and Spider-Man met, or Batman and Hulk met, or, or Batman and Punisher met, you're not going to find it in these three issues. But as far as the Batman story, it wasn't too bad. The uh, the I found out more about Deathblow in these three issues than I did ever reading any Deathblow stories when Image was putting them out years ago. They were pretty. But because uh, it was Jim Lee doing his Frank Miller Sin City right. era, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really what I was expecting. But I really can't say I have too many complaints after all is said and done. I mean, if if, if you find it, 
check it out. I, I if you're a Batman fan, you'll probably dig it. If um, I don't know if there's a lot of meat here. If if uh, if you read like Brandon Choi and Jim Lee's Death Blow, and you're like, oh crap, Death Blow and Batman met, and and I need to read that. I think you might be a little disappointed if you're a Death Blow fan. But uh, you know, apparently there's been 23 Death Blows. And and it's just a code name that that other soldiers I guess have used over the years. Interesting. And, uh, Gotta watch yeah, out was, for the I death mean, blow. That was that was that, that was um that was pretty neat. I, I was like oh, oh crap when when I got to that point. And I that's really going to be the only thing I'm going to spoil in, in this little diatribe. But I mean I I read it on a whim and um, I really have no complaints. I just I was a little taken aback when when I found out that the crossover that that this is supposed to be about actually didn't happen but it was pretty and and i mean the, the connection it's not like the bad guy or the person that, that batman is after is the only connection the reason batman is after this particular pyrotechnic is because um bruce wayne has a friend who was uh who was also after the pyrotechnic and that's the connection to death blow so i mean it does make sense it just it wasn't the the team up that, that i was expecting right how could you not giggle saying that character's name Death blow. Yeah. Death blow. Death blow. <laughs> it's that's, that's so that, ridiculous. That's, that, Death that's blow. a live action property that that I don't understand why they don't use. Um, because the name is silly. Death blow. I mean, how could you not joke on that name? Seriously, dude. Hey, really? Remember colon blow. <laughs> colon blow. <laughs> Watch out for the death blow. All right, I think we're done, ladies and gentlemen. Are we? Yes. The, uh, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you once again by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionados, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts, 35 to 75% off their spotlighted monthly specials, DCBService.com. And in your travels, thank you. Uh, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, was it? Um, the last issue of Greg Pak's landmark run on Incredible Hulk just came out this week, number 635. It caps off not only the end of Heart of the Monster, a.k.a. The Wishing War, but it's Pak's swan song on uh, on Hulk. And man, was it great. Um, I'll, uh, if this doesn't whet your appetite for what you're going to see... Fin Fang Foom eats gamma bombs. Okay, nice. eats gamma bombs, and uh, the ending was especially the, the ending was especially well done. Um, I will not spoil it, but Mister Pack pushes you in one direction, and just when you think everything ends all nice and and cuddly and fuzzy and warm, something happens. But then you turn the page. And it's ah, so he goes out. No, it's 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 kind of very touching. Uh, it it was a great run. If you don't pick up the individual issues of Incredible Hulk's, pre-order the trade because this is a really great old school fun story. Uh, a lot of great Marvel Universe baddies, Fin Fang Foom, uh, the 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 Wendigos in it, the Bi Beast, uh, you. A, a bomb, uh, Jennifer Walters, aka the She Hulk's in it. It's just a fantastic Doctor Strange. It 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 plucks at the you, those little gamma heartstrings that all fans of the Hulk have, and it's just a great way. He went out 
with a bang and on top as far as I'm concerned. So it's just a fantastic uh, end to his fantastic run. So get it. I'm, sh- I'm sure you will. Uh, I'm getting back in the saddle over at uh, Don't Miss. So on Monday, you can hear a conversation with me and uh, an old friend of the show, uh, Jeff Lemire, talking about Animal Man, which I got uh, I got a, a, a preview uh, look at. And it is everything that I was griping about on Justice League tonight. Um, flip it over, and I'm excited about um, with Animal Man and a few other comics that are really they're really using the medium, pushing the medium, not taking uh, the safe approach, and uh, and I think Jeff is is doing something really cool with Animal Man. That um, if the direction that that he was telling me that the book is going, that it's 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 not Morrison's Animal Man. It's not anyone else's Animal Man. He obviously um, holds those pretty dear, and is not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But this is this is his his Animal Man, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing what he does with it. So so go and and pick that up next week. And from what he said, and he said the mild spoilers. Um, you're going to be reading Animal Man, you probably are going to want to be reading Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing as well. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You, you have to. I mean, read it anyway. But, I, th- uh, I, think I think that's that, going to be this. Those two are going to be the sleeper hits. Well, I think that he and Scott Snyder have developed uh, a, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good working friendship through this and bounce a lot of ideas off each other. And I think that you're going to see. Um, some connections with those with those books, and obviously Frankenstein um, can can move in there as well. So, um, yeah, I'm right. I'm those are those are three of the books that I'm really excited about, and we'll hopefully be able to talk about them here in a couple of weeks. Right, but well, it's it, it it makes sense because in the past, and I know they're trying to disavow not disavow, but get a move away from that. Swamp Thing and Animal Man were linked because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Man tapped into the red, the morphogenetic field for the the animals, and and Swamp Thing tapped into the green, which was that field for the the, the you know plant life. So it makes sense they should be tied together. Well, it I, makes I'm, sense back in the old DC universe. It does, but I'm sure. I mean, if there's anything you keep from uh, what has come before, green. that's really yeah. cool. I mean, you need come on, that, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, uh, I, if you don't know, uh, Ghost Rider has been relaunched yet again. Oh, really? Yes, and and this time Ghost Rider has boobs, but I the, love it already. Uh, what? The, uh, yeah, it's 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 a female, Alejandra. So it's Ghost Rider. Uh, yes, <laughs> right at. Uh, um, almost made I, me choke. I read the first issue and and my curiosity was yeah. was a bit peaked, but uh, after reading the second, um, it still seems to be a Johnny Blaze book, at least as far as I'm getting the vibe from the second issue. Uh, the second issue has uh, some great banter between Johnny Blaze and uh, and Mephisto, as well as the return to uh, 
to Johnny Blaze in his old carnival suit. I love that. <gasps> really? Outfit. The oh, blue one? Oh, my God. It was awesome. I love that okay. fucking outfit. Nice. Uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this new Ghost Rider is written by Rob Williams, of course, who uh, gave us Class War. Uh, pencils by Matthew Clark. Inks by Sean Parsons. Uh, I did not read the point one issue. I read only, I've only read the first issue and the second. Mephisto is a fucking pisser. In this uh, in 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 this series so far, does Mephisto um, have boobs though? That's the Mephisto question. Mephisto does not have boobs. Oh, okay. Uh, they they um, now I did not read the last I guess that that six issue miniseries that that uh, ended Jason Aaron's run on Ghost Rider, so I'm not sure when Johnny is is referring to Adam and and what separated him from the uh, the spirit of vengeance if he's talking about the miniseries if he's talking about the point one issue i don't care i'm um this is pretty much um the first issue on or the first two issues pretty much tell me everything i need to know i'm 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 going to stick with it for now the art's pretty tight but the uh the writing is um i mean it's i loved Jason Aaron's Ghost Rider, as as Chris will tell you, because you know he turned us all onto it. But the, oh boy, the, the, uh, here we go. The, uh, the 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 Rob Williams take <laughs> on 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 Johnny Blaze, I'm really digging it. Like I said, I mean the, the 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 give and take between Mephisto and and him needing Johnny Blaze, and and I mean, and it does, I guess, sadly. But I, it really doesn't feel like it. It does tie into fear itself because the first issue had the new Ghost Rider going up against Sin, and um, and that really didn't end well for the new Ghost Rider. But uh, mm-hmm. the second issue really doesn't tie too much into fear itself, even though it kind of has that that fear itself banner along the, uh, the 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 top of the cover. But as far as a a new or just if if if, if you've been missing Ghost Rider. I really have no complaints. I haven't read Ghost Rider in in probably over a year, so I'm. I hear Ghost Rider, and I wanted to give it a shot. I had no idea who the new Ghost Rider was. It, I guess, it does make sense, but uh, I'm I'm enjoying it, and, and because Johnny Blaze is still a big part of it, is my attraction to it. But I would recommend trying out Ghost Rider. Wow, interesting. And I'm telling you this now, that so is that in, in in another four months, Chris can tell you to check it out. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Nah, you are I, such I a didn't th- I didn't think the ride ended, and I was right. Um, <laughs> you know, b- back in the '90s, I was very reluctant to embrace the spirits of vengeance because I thought Johnny Blaze, not the Ghost Rider, unheard yeah, of, exactly. unheard of. But not a good look. When, when, when you when you pull back, and Johnny Blaze is the star of a book, even though he's not the Ghost Rider, you're still getting Johnny Blaze, right? Yes, yes. So. <clears throat> I'm sure I'll feel the same way about this. I'll, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. I think you will. Right. What else we got, Jason? Uh, a little book by uh, Oni Press, uh, oh. Mondo Urbano. Uh, it's uh, probably the most most notable contributor to the to the book is uh, Mr. Rafael Albuquerque, who we uh, love it's to good. sing his praises, justifiably so, on American Hell Vampire. Yes. Uh, this um this is actually a work that he and his uh studio mates, good buddies, uh Mateus Santuluoco and Eduardo Maderos, uh put out a few years ago. Um actually uh is a bunch of uh little minis that uh Oni's now collected and put out as an OGN and they're doing it uh to as a to uh, proceed what will be volume two of this coming out in a few months, um which will be all new material um never before seen. 
But uh, this is it's pretty awesome. It's um, it's basically the it's Mondo Arbonne. It's called a sex, drugs, and rock and roll story. But it's um, it's nine or ten uh, little short story vignettes, uh, and they draw they each artist takes a turn drawing an arc. Uh, they have very different um, art styles. Again, uh, I would say Albuquerque's is probably my favorite of the three, but uh, all three do a great job. They're very, very different, though. Um, like one, I think, looks a lot like uh, like um, the his name escapes me right now. That the artist is drawing Chew. Um, I, oh, I Riley, oh, Riley, Riley Rossmo, right? No, no, I'm thinking no. of Proof. You're thinking of Proof. Oh shit! Yeah, Wayman. No, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Um, so there's there's him and then yeah, there's and then there's the, the third guys. What's that, that guy? Is it Galuli? Rob Galuli? From no. from Chu? This sucks. No. You know, like I'm, I'm we're, we're getting so old we can't remember shit now. This really pisses me off I when I can't remember a good this artist's name. When you get old kids. I know, and you got to tickle it when you pee. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, Vince, you'd love it. There's uh, there's devil worship. There's the signs of the devil. There's a there's a a uh, an, a guitar that uh, that uh, it's an electric guitar that has the six 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 on it. And if you possess it, you're 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 destined to be rich and famous. But there's a price to pay, as you can imagine. I'm in. Um, there's uh, yeah. There's 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 beautiful women's in it. There's sex. Uh, there's violence. Uh, it just was a lot of fun. I read it today, actually. The whole thing. Uh, very quick read. Can't wait for the second volume. But. Uh, Beautiful, well paced. Um, each vignette definitely stands on its own, but um, but put together like this, and, and you know, if you read them as as it's intended in this form, you can see that there's actually quite a lot of overlap between the characters. You know, little minor characters in one in one uh, become the prominent characters in the next arc, and that kind of thing. So, uh, really, really terrific, and I love to see Albuquerque and uh, and and his buddies doing you know some creator own stuff and getting their name out there. So, highly recommend it. Excellent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on, go on the Amazon and order that shit. Yeah, it'll probably be like seven bucks on Amazon. Using the eleven o'clock link, and oh, you can, mm-hmm. yeah, and you tear up. I know, that's what I'm Rob, saying. Rob, you, you, Rob, Rob Gilroy. That's it, Gilroy. Right. And, and you can, go. you can find the eleven o'clock Amazon link at our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, or I ordered my generator. <laughs> www11 o'clock nice. <laughs> com. Oh shit, you're killing me. <laughs> I had to, dude. Um, I'm yeah. going through that shit again. I'm sorry for your troubles. Goodness, uh, goodness. Right. Jason, you, don't kill you, makes it stronger. Your boy's still right. um, jonesing on the uh, Ben 10? Not so much. Oh, no. They're not buying the toys? They, they, no, they you know they never were really too much into the toys. They did like the cartoon, but um, they've I think they've kind of moved on. Like they 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 love the Mad cartoon now. Oh, I know. They love the uh, they love the regular show. Um, they've been loving Thundercats like it's going out of style, which makes me giddy. Um, nice. nice. They nice. like Young Justice quite a bit. So they're kind of into the newer ones, the new hotness a little bit. They've uh, the only. The only one that's a little older school that they're still all about is Clone Wars. They that's always their go-to thing. At that, okay. if there's a new episode of that, I'll watch it. But yeah, no, I just asked because there's a toy that came out from Bandai for uh, Ben 10 that is friggin' incredible, and it's only ten dollars. Oh, yeah. and it's a vinyl too. Which what I is mean, it? The Ultimate Agrigor. 
You know, you know the oh, okay. dude that has Armadillo's yeah, arms. Yeah, we watched that. Though. Oh, they yeah, have a vinyl toy. It's unbelievable. It it's it's painted right, but what they did was they went on top of it with a black rub. So all of the like the black seeped into the the nooks and crannies of it, much like a Thomas's English muffin. And then nice. then they wiped the black off. Oh my God, it's gorgeous, and it's only ten bucks. And it's big and heavy and it's gorgeous. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just thought, you know, if they were still buying them, I'd give you a tip. But that's cool. Just a tip. That's just a tip. Speaking of Mad TV, did you see the episode with the friggin' Hulk on phonics? No. Oh, man, I died. I was dying. This kid's like having a hard time reading. The parents are sitting down with him. They're like (laughs) trying to study, you know, trying to get the kid to read a sentence. And he's he's having so much trouble. And the Hulk busts in and goes, read like Hulk. And the whole gist is to omit words from sentences and uh, it'll make (laughs) you read easier. It's friggin' hilarious. Hulk on phonics. That's just so damn smart. It's a great. It's a great show. It is. It really is. It really. Me, is. The kid's in a restaurant I'm and he's looking at the menu, best. and he goes, "Me hungry!" And the parents are like, "Yay!" <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, we've overstayed our welcome. Hey, uh, if, if you would be so kind, leave us an iTunes review and um, other assorted things like uh, vote for us in the best podcast of the year awards, if there's such a thing exists. But uh yeah, so <laughs> we 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 love you and we hope you come back next week. Damn skip. Yes indeed. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Later skaters. Right. We <laughs> love <Bye>, you. Folks. <laughs> yeah, we think you're all right. Bye bye. We love you so much, regardless of what Neesman says. So so very much. So much. Oh yeah. Call me. That's the David come Price thing. Me out. Oh, oh did, did you say call me or hold me? Sounded like you said I said me. I said call me. Call me. Hold me. Hold me. Bye. Hold me, Jeff Johns. We don't want to end. <laughs> Hold me, Jeff Johns, before I combust into fire. <laughs> oh, you know what that means. You know this. Note, <sighs> note to Dap, Vince. I know. <laughs> Dap can do anything. I know. It's so clunky. I... I, I I was like, really, dude? You, you're yeah. probably one of the most visible comic book writers of the last decade, and you're writing like this? What's the deal? Get a grasp of the language. I, 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 and I never noticed uh, it in the Green Lantern it's, stuff. It's, never. It's, if, the thing I've always learned when, when, when writing is that if you say it out loud, you say what your characters are saying in the mm-hmm. book or, or in the writing out loud, and if it doesn't sound like it's something a normal human would say, you don't write it. It just, I don't, you can't say any of the dialogue in that issue out loud and not feel like you're yeah, lacking something. Very strained. It's very interesting strange. because uh, I I remember a time I think Bendis was talking to uh, John on uh, on Word Balloon and I remember it was one of those Q and A ups and and someone asked him about his his seemingly you know ability to write good dialogue and and what how did he do it's it? Because he's a fourteen year old girl. Oh my god! <laughs> a bald fourteen year old girl. Bendis said that for him, it's it's kind of the opposite of what you're getting at, which is that a lot of times writers will write dialogue because they're hearing it in their head, but when you read it on the page, out of context of hearing of of, of the inflection, it can come across as completely absurd and can feel like it's actually something no one would actually say, even though in fact you would say it. So he said you have to really think about what it's gonna what it's gonna read like and not what it sounds like because people aren't gonna necessarily have the 
have hear it in their head the way you intended it to. So the the written word is going to come across differently. You have to write it in a different way. So, Obviously, you know, he didn't take his own advice when he was writing Powers. Well, yeah, but you know, I, I we were, we were talking about Justice League number one. You know, it wasn't a failure because at least it wasn't the Justice League sitting around a fucking table talking. Exactly uh, right. <laughs> No, but it wasn't the general. Well, it wasn't the failure because it wasn't the train wreck that, that James Robinson's been doing for the last year. <laughs> That's true. Can I leave this in? Because this is gold. I mean, how, how that guy? I mean, I you'll not you cannot convince me he's the same guy that wrote Starman. He he had a ghost in Starman. Like, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna see whenever shade. whenever he whenever he does shade and uh, and JSA if it's you know if he's just lost it or if there are just books that. He can write in other books that, like every other book, that not so much. Well, so we'll when, I, when I need it, when, I, when I'm ready to commission a book about a, a dude taking a cat and beating someone senseless with it, <laughs> my he wrote that shit. Really? That was Robinson. That was JT Krull. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, JT Krull's writing Green Arrow. So I, yeah. Except uh, for me, because I'm not a big Green Arrow fan to begin with. Wow, so, that was, so those 52 first issues are just slowly ticking away down <laughs> to like 48, <laughs> hey, hey, I said I would read for 52 and, and let them no, win me over. Some of them are going to be much harder to win me over than others, okay? Well, well hey, I've, I've actually I've heard, who was gonna be I've doing heard from a couple... I've heard from a couple of people that we respect that um, J.T. Kroll's Captain, and Captain Adam is... Is really good. Oh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna buy what it just for the art. Works on the on the art again. The what? What? You said Captain Adam. Pat Broderick's on the art again? No, 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 uh, not Pat Broderick. Um, I will tell you exactly who's on the art. Um, it's gorgeous. It's it is very fluid line. It's not. It's not nude. There's no noodling in it. It's it's very clean. Let me find it. You guys talk. I'll give you the artist's name. Keep going. Go ahead. Fill up the time. Fill up the time. Nah, I'm going to bed. No, you can't. You can't go to bed. Um, I, I we can't find it till I can't go till I find this artist. Uh, oh, can't. Chris, Vince. Yes. Um, yes. You, you know what I? I'm there. Freddie Williams. You know. You know what yes, I? Yes, Freddie Williams. Freddie Williams. Nice. Just stupid. Yep, Freddie nice. Williams. Okay. Okay, okay David, um, ask your question. Um, no, what a question. Uh, oh, before the um, make your declaration. <laughs> I am now. Well, you know this because you responded on Twitter, but I will. I, I do have to say though, prior to and and this will probably not make Jason care. Prior to us losing <laughs> power, uh, I did actually. I, I was able to record the first. Six or, or seven, if the first episode is a double episode. First six episodes of the second season of the Eleventh Doctor and the Let's Kill Hitler episode. Good for you. So, I do, so, so now that power is back, I, I, I will have. I'm sorry. I know what, I now I know what have, Donald Sutherland felt like in fucking Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But so now that power Jesus. is back, and once I have power. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to get all caught up, but yeah. So I mean, I, it's just that, that that's one fucking bright spot that 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 I have after all this is. All that. we're missing now is a little bulldog to run by with a human head. <laughs> it's, it's the, the, is 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 now that's I just, have. That's like, just hateful, dude. 
Seriously. Dude, on the real though, one of my favorite movies of all time is that Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, I know. When she comes out of the I love that goddamn movie. Oh, yeah. They've made so many bad remakes of it. They've made like they make like a remake of Body Snatchers every like every other year. I I like the remake with Matt Madeline Stowe and um was she um the the one on the military base? I like that remake. with 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 uh with Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Christ, credibility right out the down the toilet. <laughs> I like that remake. I thought they did a nice that's, job. That's with cool. Yeah, the Kidman that's... one was rough too. The Nicole Kidman one was rough. Oh, rough. Are you? Yeah. All right, I think we're done. Come on, we got to get this done. Um, yeah. Andrew Travels, go watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers from nineteen like what seventy nine or something with Donald Sutherland. Yeah, around there, eighty seventy nine eighty. Um, yeah, the first one was Kevin The second one was Donald Sutherland, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy yeah, was yeah, the original. Yeah, the second one, the second. Well, the original's right. good. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, Giff- Keith Giffen's going to show all these young son bitches how it's done. Shut up. Go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> Sleep now. I don't. I want to keep telling you. can go. It's go happened by. before. I'm See? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> now you lost me. The events will talk. Now I'm the bulldog with the head. Fuck you. I'm not talking to you. Bye. Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye, Chris. See ya. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's keep, this, let's keep this shit rolling. He's gone. <laughs> Truth. Come on. We got we got at least got another half hour in us, right? Keith goddamn Giffen uh, on OMAC. Yeah. Dude. Where you want to go <laughs> nah, to? Nah, dude. All right. I've See been ya, up, Jason. I, I've been, it's fantasy draft season. I've been up to like till 1 in the morning every night. Uh, it's crazy. Bye. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. Later. Bye. Good night. David, don't leave. Peace. I'm, I'm here. I'm not hanging up. You have to hang up. You, you hang no, up? no, we're gonna keep this shit going. You hang up. David and I have right, to I'm talk some. Computer and start playing Madden and just listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. It's like back in the old days when you had talk radio. And the guy would call in and be like, hey, can you just leave me on hold so I can listen in? I'm at work. Yep. <laughs> so it's going to be like. Oh, uh, I hate Frank Cho. Hmm? What? I hate Frank Cho. Huh? I hate him because he's so goddamn good. Yeah, it's crazy. There's guns and dinos he's got coming out from Image. Oh, oh. Yeah. I would love for him to draw one time just a really naughty book. Like, like he- I mean, like. Oh, you like, mean like, like, like full on? on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Shaun of the She Devil was. If you've ever been to his website, his his forum, he's all about it. So I know. That's why they they really cut the balls off Shauna at uh, at Marvel when when he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally no, solicited s- submitted the artwork. She was topless in a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And was, that's what people. I, that's the thing. I, I I don't recall if it was originally supposed to be a Max, and they got cold feet, and uh, then they you know dressed her up and published it as. A, I think I don't think it was all ages. It definitely wasn't. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was either teen plus or or MA, right? But it was. I don't think yeah. it was a Max title. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, much like the um, much like the uh, the the brothers Ba and Moon, I get a feeling uh, Albuquerque. I don't know if he's, he may be married now, but I have a feeling he does not hurt in the in the department of getting the hot ladies. Because, uh. I mean, the dude, every woman he draws is like, 
I got the sense it's not like just straight from his mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm talking about, like he draws this one girl in this book, Mondo Urbano, like, and she's uh, she's a groupie, so she's banging the lead singer, and uh, so fine, dude. Like not only is she super sexy, but he's got her. He because the book's mono, it's mono, uh, it's mono, like it's monochromatic. It's like a blue. Mm-hmm. It's basically all blue. It's not black and white. It's blue and white. But but uh, he you know he has her bang banging the guy, and like she's got like these tattoos. Oh, it's crazy. It's it's like oh, it's unbelievable. Dude, you're getting David all excited. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's so sad. So <laughs> rubbing one out. <laughs> Dude, cooking up. Careful, you don't get any sand, any Santorum <laughs> on your computer. <laughs> I have a spray I, uh, for that. Is it just? I mean, we could talk about it next week. But is it? I mean, and and if I'm the only one feeling this way, that, that that's cool. Is is this zombie arc? A little drawn out. I haven't read the sixth issue yet. I don't know if the, the sixth issue's come out by now. What right? zombie arc? The 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 Rosam Irving. John Rosam. The the, yeah. the 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 DC book. X O M B I. Oh, uh, you know what? I, yeah, I, I I haven't read past issue three. They're just sitting in my machine. So. I've read up to five, and it just it it kind of just feels a little bit like, and and maybe I'll feel different when six comes out, but or when I read six, but it, I'm five issues into it, and I'm just thinking this first arc is just a little drawn out. First and last. Um, yeah, yes. you always got to wonder guys like this are going to, if they just, uh, you know, if the wind gets out of their sails, like he's got this book, it's it's quirky. It's true. You know, I mean, after the second issue came out, and you know, and then he realizes that the DC's rebooting, it's like, what's the point? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I don't, I can't answer that question objectively. I, I really can't, because I view every... Uh, panel of Fraser Irving's art is a gift. Oh, so if, if you're going to keep yeah. giving me these beautiful gifts, I'll just keep accepting them, you know. So, no, I, and, and just the whole paranormal, metaphysical, just oddball. Oh, I, love, wacky. I love the rabbi. Dude. Yeah, I love it. I just, I, I never wanted it to end. So for me to say, is it, is it drawn out? I can't answer that. I, okay. I just can't. Yeah. yeah. I can't pull back because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in too deep. You know, it's just that, that's a book that just speaks to me. It, it encapsulates everything I love about this weird friggin' universe we live in. And it right. just, it just sucks yeah. that no. it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you there. Yeah. I, I am absolutely loving the, um, rereading crisis. I mean, as, as corny as, as some of Wolfman's dialogue is, where every time Lila talks about how, how, overwrought she feels about killing monitor and 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 just the way the way wolfman writes her it's just some of it's just a little over the top but i mean just looking at all the characters perez drew and and just remembering how it was when when i was reading these issues as they were coming out in nightwing with the fucking with, with the open collar down to like his pecs and and just the way everybody looked yeah. and it was just it, it just um i know that that will never be Recaptured. I just hope that anybody who's been, who was reading Infinite Crisis or Final Crisis or Flashpoint or anything like that just kind of feels the same way I did when I was reading Crisis. But it just, it's, it really just feels like it's, it's a big deal. And, and, and sadly, Flashpoint didn't feel that way. But it's, mm-hmm. I know that, um, I mean, as, as I'm reading this, I'm realizing that, um, this was announced, this came out in like 85, but it was announced, I guess, in like, 82 or 83 and then i guess to beat them to the punch marvel came out with secret wars but of course right. secret wars was also a toy tie-in and um and wolfman has gone on record as saying that uh they they didn't 
it came out later than they expected because it there there was actually a purpose to the event and as far as rearranging the universes and and making it cohesive and and um in order to do the story right they had to do it later than they had originally anticipated and and that's cool i mean as as i'm reading it again rereading it over 20 years later so i mean when it was supposed to come out has no effect on on what's going on now but yeah. it was just um i bought it i just those goddamn Secret Wars figures with the... I mean, I guess they I were okay, f- they were okay the, for the day, but that stupid lenticular, lenticular shield. shield. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> I and But what killed me was buying the characters, buying the figures that weren't even in the fucking event, like like, oh, yeah. like Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Daredevil figure. Though. That kicked ass. Um, it was one of I the mean, better ones, yeah. And, and See, you guys, it young. shows you how much older you are than me, because to me, like, these toys were toys because I was just a kid and it was toys. <laughs> I had no comment. Like, I prefer I like? did prefer the uh the Secret Wars toys over the Superpowers toys. I, I Oh hell yeah. No, 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 no. I know, I know you were gonna say no, Vince. No. I think that played a role in me being Marvel Zombies that I thought that the secret the Secret Wars action figures were way less mar- bust, busted than the, the superpowers toys. <laughs> the busted? <laughs> the busted? The, I mean some of those Secret Wars Toys, uh, not Secret Wars. Like the Superman the, with the some of the superpowers toys, they they the haven't Superman matched those renditions yet. <laughs> they they looked cool, uh, but I mean, as far as the way they um the way they 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 stood next to other toys, or just I mean, the fact that they they were all hokey with with everybody had their special feature. With like I said, Superman, you squeeze these like toys they, 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 they kind of did. Then. What did you just say? I said it started with those busted ass Migos. Oh, now you're completely off the Christmas list. Dude, don't shit on the Migos. Everybody's oh my God. bigger than their feet. Migos were like, you remember when the, the, the kid in school had to wear the Bobo shoes and then he got made fun of? Dude, that was like if you being used a... to wear, like Migos, like Bobo toys of that generation. So you know what you're doing? You're taking a time machine back to like 1970 and you're, you're shitting right in my front yard. That's what you're doing. You're just shitting right there. <laughs> Dude, 70s sucked for action figures, man. Oh, no. 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 70s had, was the I, best decade I for had, everything. I had, I had a $6 million man figure where if you looked in the back of his head... It Dude, was like, me too, man, with the big it foot. Was a telescope? Yeah, yes. Uh, that, the they were jumpsuit. awesome. Awesome, <laughs> awesome figures. Big Jim with the Kung Fu grip. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yep, Barbie didn't like that, but still. <laughs> nah, I love Migos. I had, um, I had most of them, yeah. My favorite one, uh, go cool. figure. I love how you, I saw, you, all re, you remember Migos as action figures? They were fucking dolls, guys. You had they dolls. were dolls. They were. they were. So what? My, my favorite uh, of all time Migo figure was, and get this, Aquaman. I love the shit out of that Aquaman doll. Oh, with the yeah. button in the back of the, uh, I, the and I, this one piece? I have, they all had like basically one pieces, yeah. <laughs> with the slip-on slip on, uh, bag gloves that they could never grip anything with those. <laughs> Those are great. Friggin' Joker car. Yep, mittens. No, they were cooking. They were trying to get the shit out of the oven. That was the oven glove. (laughs) Oh, man, we're losing them. We're losing all our listeners now. But anyway, what did I want to say? Oh, yes. In in, in going back to, to Flashpoint and Crisis on Infinite Earths and Infinite Crisis, so does this mean that Barry's going to be the new pariah? Because wasn't it Pariah in Infinite Crisis? He had the recollection, yeah, and yeah, Crisis that he knew what was 
what everything well, came every from. Every time he showed up, he knew that it was the end of that of that Earth, of that universe. Right, and but he had a knowledge of what existed before, right? Right, yeah, because he could never. Yeah, I mean, every time he would, he'd be he'd be the sole survivor of that universe, and then he would materialize at another universe, and but he always had the memory of knowing right, so, that. And so he was the last survivor of his universe because that was isn't his, his Barry the new pariah? I mean, he from what if we're led to believe that Barry's memory is almost intact coming out of Flashpoint, he he knows what came before. He's the only one besides well, cre- no, creepy see, hooded chick. He, he he's, he's the new psycho pirate. He gave psycho pirate. Nice. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. He gave, well, he gave he gave Bruce the letter, but he think when he got. When he got to the Batcave, and Bruce was like, so then this is the way it should be, and this is normal, and, and Barry's like, yeah, th- this is the way it should be. Barry doesn't remember the past 20, well, however many he's been back since, but he doesn't remember what we all remember. So I don't know if, I, 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 yeah, I'd say Psycho Pirate, because at the end of at the, end of the presence, Yeah, I, I didn't mean Pariah, I, I really meant Psycho Pirate, yeah. Yeah, Psycho Pirate knows that, that something else was going on beyond the, the merging of, of Earth-1 and Earth-2. But, but. I'm, I'm sure Barry was brought up to speed <laughs> on, um, on, the current <laughs> on the current status of the DC Universe. And when he came back, you would have to assume that someone sat him down and said, hey, this is the shit that went down while you were gone. Right? I mean, doesn't that stand to reason? Uh, he's not just going to walk around like a big dumbass not knowing who these people are. No? Hmm. Am I oh, assuming no. too much? Uh, you know, hey. Uh, I would think Jay would have talked to him, but I don't. Did he have that much time? I mean, I, I know the book was delayed, so I'm sure he had time to sit around and talk they're, about they're, shit. They got enough. They got time to write that shit on the blackboard. They got time to sit down with Barry and tell him what's going on. <laughs> oh, shit. There you go. Nice Rip Hunter right. connection. Way to go. Yes. Funny, dude. Rip Hunter is the time master. Uh-huh. I like it. All right. So hey, yeah, let's end this. Chris is gonna be like, now. "What? You talked for another twenty minutes without me? We hey, saved all the good off. stuff. For- I know. Keep talking. I know. Well, that's when you do two podcasts in one night and promote one on the second show. He was editing. You could tell he was putting in, lining up the shitty music to put in. You know. <laughs> business out in the street that's foul dude i love no i love him <laughs> i love him he's like well if you, listen, if you listen to my to my podcast like what i don't even listen to my own what the hell are you talking about that, that guy's a great guy that guy yeah i love that guy don't be that guy though <laughs> shit i am friggin toasted all right yeah, yeah that, dude, that's when we end it. Whenever, whenever someone says, "Yeah, I'm toasted," that's when we're done. I love oh, you, man. Yeah, peace the streets, people. Okay, bye, Jason. We love you, Bye, everybody. See ya. Free, free Tawana Brawley. Oh, <laughs> 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 he's got to bump me up. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Let him hang up. <laughs> Who's going to hang up for him? Hang up. Let Jason hang up. No, he's not going to do hang it. Up. He's not going to do it, man. He's raw. Look at him. He's sticking around. <laughs> he knows tomorrow. we got something planned. Look at him. I'll be, I'll be sleeping tomorrow. <laughs> he's smiling right now. I love you, Jason. Love you. <laughs>
you the man. Aww. <laughs> oh, you the man. You're the what do you guys got planned over there? <laughs> Nothing, man. Just go. We got this. <laughs> we got this. Hey, you're, you're in control. You can disconnect. I can't disconnect you, can I? Individually? Is that possible? I would never do that to you, though. I can't. Nah, free will. It's not, it's not free will. I, I don't believe in jumping where, where it's not my, my business. All right, let's say. <laughs> this is like the outtakes on Cannibal Run where Don <laughs> starts laughing. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the friggin' movie. I love that. Dude, did you know that the the father on uh, Wizards of Waverly Place is Dom DeLuise's son? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he, you know, he looks a lot like him in in, around the eye area. Yeah. Well, no, not the fat. At one point, every DeLuise, I think, has been on 21 Jump Street at one point or another. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that the same Deloise I think that's on Waverly Place. I've never seen it, but I think it's the same one. Was uh was on that um, what was that uh what was the name of that that piece of trim that was on the uh Married with Children? What was her name? Oh, um, Christine yeah, Applegate. Yeah, 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 he he ran the. Bar. Yeah, she had a sitcom for a few years yeah. that Beth watched all the time, and he she's, was on that. She's stunning. That. She's stunning. Yeah. I I love her. She was stunning. I think. No, I think she's still she, the 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 woman has gone through a lot of shit. So yeah. I mean to she's to read. Yes, to He's retain a fellow, a fellow big C survivor like you, right? That's right. That's right. Got to give her props. And and she said, you know, did you know that? I, I mean, this is a rumor. I don't know how true it is that she took pictures of herself before the operation just to preserve what she looked like before. Like I'm talking nude. Mm. Yeah. That's that's it's kind of sad, but you got to respect it because she went into it. She said, "Fuck it, I don't need them." You know what I mean? I'm I'm more than a pair of boobs. I'm Christina Goddamn Applegate. That's right. That's right. Yep. But uh, no, that uh, the kids watch Wizards of Waverly Place. That yeah. Selena Gomez is going to grow up to be a stunning woman. <laughs> yeah, she, she, uh, she, she's dating that Jason. Uh, uh, the, uh, Justin Bieber is Justin Bublé. Pounding that submission. I know, and she's gorgeous. <laughs> but they're not. They're not eighteen yet, are they? He's not. They, she is. Oh, she is really. Okay, then I can yeah, talk about sure. her. She's she's friggin' stunning. She is amazingly beautiful. She used to have a big head when she was a kid, but now that she's she grown out of the big head. She, you know, she had a huge head. Like Jason says, um, what do you call it? Uh, the the brow. You have a five head. She is nineteen. Five heads. She is nineteen. <laughs> Selena Gomez got the five head. Dude, she's nineteen. Perfectly legal. All right, good. Yeah, she's she's good. she's extremely attractive. Yeah, I think Bieber's yeah. probably like seventeen. Let's see. Yeah, but look at all his money. That's what she wants. She don't want this. Oh, my she God. Wants. She's rolling in it. She's not doing so bad for herself, dude. True. You when know? you walk into Target and you see goddamn her face on this clothing line, what's that about? Look at that. She's, she's yeah, she making... Is, uh, he's, he's sending. Sending. Wow. You know who keeps looking better every time I see a new picture of her is, is Raven Simone. She lost a little oh, bit yeah. of weight. She's a beautiful yeah. girl to begin with. She, she really was. Yeah, thick, her, yeah. Uh, yeah she, she was thick. Oof. She was thick. She didn't. I mean, it it, it kind of worked. But I mean, there was a recent photo of her. I guess at, at yeah. one of the shows. And oh my god! No, e- even when she was heavy, she still had a very beautiful face. Yes, very very beautiful. Yeah. Well, if you could see beyond, I can. The triple chin. I, I love people for the soul. <laughs> You oh, triple stop chin. It. Lay off the stop chicken. It, you hip- no. <laughs> 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 
she's hot. No, she's she's a very attractive woman now. You know who's hot though? Still, Lark oh. Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill Paxton's hot too. <laughs> you don't think Lark Voorhees is hot? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Hey, who's that? From Saved by the Bell, dude. Yeah, oh, what the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lisa. true. Yeah. yeah, or not Lisa? Yeah, no. Um, uh, not Ashley. What the hell was her name? She was. She was Lisa. She's Lisa Turtle. Yeah, she was Lisa. Yeah, Lisa Turtle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she's the only one who. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah. I was gonna say. Um, actually, hate- no, the uh, Topanga, Topanga from Boy Meets World did. Oh not, yeah. Did not. And no. uh, looking as good as she did on Boy. No, no she does she that was, uh, she like that fine. soup or whatever it is, or the yeah. The, she does a uh, she does that little like vignette show on Comedy Central on um, E or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is kind of pretty. Uh, it didn't work. Yeah, no, dude. Because she was Topanga. hot. What's that uh, freaking guy know. that was on Saved by the Bell? Spook. What was the the, the goofy Screech? guy? Screech. Screech. Spook. <laughs> Did 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 did? Did he get? No way! Didn't he get like pulled in for Dustin, film and shit? Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, for like doing uh uh clandestine porno movies. Like he'd be bringing yeah. shit in and he'd be taping it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he did porn. Yeah. I don't know why they spook. I didn't know where I got that from, but whatever. Heard of you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> My goodness. Let's go. Okay, shall we go? Dude, you know, say, uh, do you remember he did a celebrity boxing pay-per-view where he fought uh, Rorschach or Horshack? Oh, uh, my, uh, Michael, what's his name? Haley, no. The dude no, no, who played no, no, Rorschach. No, not Rorschach. No, not Rorschach. 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 Oh, Horshack. Yeah. That's, that's weird. I don't remember that. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? It was nuts. Um, <laughs> Ron Palillo. Ron Palillo, yes. <laughs> Not to be oh, confused with Ron Perillo of the Italy tour. Perillo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's the show that never ends, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> that's good to Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us this long. I needed this. Put some voicemails in here, too. Let's make it a marathon. Nah, I got none. I don't have any. Dave doesn't send them to me. I don't. Yeah, I need to send them to you. Let me check my my queue. I don't think I have any voicemails in the queue. Um, That's just the last. I mean, I sent you a bunch a while ago. Yeah. No, I got none. Zero. Right, I'll, I'll I'll go through the emails. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you if you'd like to uh, get on our show with a voicemail, <laughs> you you can call us at where David. Two zero six three one two five two three nine. Two zero six five. What? Two zero six three one two five three one two five two three nine. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Thank you, Garrett Morris. Hey. What? Word. Word up to your mother. Draco. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We're out. Peace We're out, out, y'all. See ya. Yeah. You good. Go to for real. For real. Go to yeah. bed, Jason. And then hit the sack, fellas. Yeah. Right. Night. Night. Good night. Are you good night? You hang up. <laughs> <laughs>
fucking go. He's not oh, going. Man. He's not doing it. This is the song, man. Worst it. episode ever. No shit. Seriously. I was like meandering, and I think the 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 um. This will be the episode Jeff Johns and Jim Lee listens to because we talked. Yeah, about the it. Flashpoint <laughs> stuff. We were we were pretty much on point. I thought it just disintegrated after that. It went right into the toilet. Did Bendis did Bendis punch Chris in the nuts or something? <laughs> uh, get a, get a little bit of wet on him on a stall or something. I don't know. A little wet. He just, a little, a little wet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Lloyd Kaufman in uh, uh, what is it, Terra Firma? Did you ever see that? No. Lloyd Kaufman is the blind director of uh, the, the the next trauma movie and he's he's in the the men's room and he's blind and he's at the the urinal and somebody calls him and he, he just turns and while he turns he's like pissing on everybody. <laughs> gold, comedy gold. Get him right. later. Yeah, no, ter- I love trauma movies. My favorite. You do. Yeah. All right, let's go. Hey everybody. See you. Bye. For real. Good night. For yeah. real. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. 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 <laughs> oh, he's he's too crafty for us, David. Yeah, <laughs> Pete. He is a smart feller. Good night. Yeah, you go pee. Good night, Jason. Love you so much. Good night, Chris. Later. See ya. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. For real. Good night. Welcome to my friends. This house is a home, and a home's where I belong. Where the feelings are warm, and the foundations are strong. If my soul has a shape, well, then it is an ellipse. This slap is a gift Cause your cheeks have lost their luster You know your cheeks have lost their luster You know your cheeks have lost their luster You know your cheeks have lost their luster Luster, luster, luster Take it back Probably me And the tones are grouped in clusters You know the tones are grouped in clusters Well the tones are grouped in clusters You know the tones are grouped in clusters Clusters, clusters, clusters Take it back